Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the Sports Brew, and this is a Throwdown Thursday. And hopefully we bring a little bit more to the table this fine podcast evening than the Redskins brought to the Minnesota Vikings, which was not a lot. And now I'm seeing Dwayne Haskins as Jamarcus Russell memes. Really? 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 Come on, man. (laughs) Come on. Good God. Well, that dumpster-ass fire of a team. You're trying to lob Jamarcus Russell blast that kid? Give him a break. (laughs) That's a little soon for that. Oh, though that would be horrible if that's what he turned out to be. My God. That's fine. Go ahead and tank for Tua or, you know, the LSU quarterback. Fine. Go ahead and just suck for them. That's fine. Anyway, let's get everybody up in this piece, and we'll uh, dibble-dabble briefly in Thursday Night Football. But I think we really have to uh, obviously spend time talking about the World Series and the Nats. The Nats going 2-0 and out of the gate, taking those two games in Houston, which I think is an incredible accomplishment so we'll spend some time with that but first and foremost (laughs) it's gonna get old giggity guys up in this piece yo what's up mr mets fan loving i know you're loving the nats right now i can tell (laughs) yeah that's uh, that's doubtful let's be honest there um (laughs) fucking nats Uh, anyway yeah wow we're not even like three I, minutes into the show. Randy's I, dropping I, F-bombs. I, that's how I feel about the Nats. What can I say? Good. They just bring it out of me. Gracious. All right, that's fine. Oh, man. They'll be they'll probably be calling uh, you number one, too. It's all right, man. Oh, I'm sure they would. <laughs> the only thing I got to look forward to is the fact the Niners are still undefeated. Not that, you know, the Mud Bowl was anything exciting for, on Sunday. Uh, but, you know. No, it, it was ugly. It was ugly. It was ugly. But uh, first time the uh, first time since, what, 87? No, 1990 that the uh, 49ers are 6-0. So yep. third time in franchise history, first time since 1990. Uh, yeah, that game was hideous. That, that game was hideous. Um, kudos to the people that actually showed up on both sides, from Phantom on both sides. Because that had to be awful weather, wet, gross, and nasty. And another reminder of what a craptacular field FedEx, <laughs> just what a mess that place is. It's drainage, guys. Drainage. <laughs> it's great for when you have a cold, and it's great for dealing with, you know, water uh, and excess rainfall on a football field. That was just, that was like a, yeah, that was a muddy slip and slide. I mean, they had memes where it looked like a, one of my favorites, and I don't know which 49ers player it was, lineman, of course. And he had all this mud and all this crap just all over him. And somebody was like, you know, first, oh, Mike person. Uh, first diaper change. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just, <laughs> it, it just like, like, he just that had a, was uh, pretty outstanding, actually. Yeah. Oh, it was a great meme. It was a great meme. Yeah, that one was really funny. But that I'm just an absolute mess. Uh, but we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that game um, briefly. But let's just get Shannon in. Let's get everybody in and we'll just start pounding out a couple of games uh, just for good measure. Why not? Uh, then we'll hit, hit on the World Series for a while, enjoy some beverages, and shut it down a little bit earlier than we did the other week. <laughs> a little bit. I actually had to come home last Friday after I got off of work. I had to take a nap for an hour, <laughs> which is which is which is which is wild. I mean, granted, I think I would have been at three thirty. So getting up and at him for work at six fifteen, six thirty, that was a tough turnaround. Uh, but you know what? That's the price you pay, man. It's the price you pay. Anyway. We're going to throw a little curveball out for MacGuffin. Yeah, why not? So I was trying to find this earlier. It's a nice little throwback, isn't it? 
As I'm taking a drink of beer, yes, I love it. Yes, yes. McGuffin, I tell you what, man, I know you got to be happy. Uh, Randy's obviously happy with the way the 49ers have uh, been rolling this season. And I know you got to feel good about the Colts' outlook, given just the curveball of Andrew Luck at the beginning of the year, to re-signing Jacoby Brissett, uh, to what they've done, the way the defense has looked, some of the young guys on offense. You know, I mean, obviously that team has a different vibe, different offensive feel to it than they did with yes. Luck. That's very real. Um, but they seem, you know what I mean? Like, it's a team game, and we can talk about individuals all we want. We can talk all we want about Andrew Luck. But you know what? This this is a Colts team that is playing very well together. Yeah, the, and, you know, you guys remember the night I found out about Luck. I, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was. Oh, uh, yeah, I couldn't forget. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Randy was with me, and I was just just hammered. It would have been great to throw Shannon at that mud bog at FedEx Field the night that he found out about Andrew Luck. You would not have oh. gotten you would you would not have been able to get off that field, bro. No, no. <laughs> it, no. I would have just slept in the the whatever. The mud and the yeah. rain and whatever. I probably would have drowned because the drainage doesn't it is work. Terrible. That that's one of the that's one of those games where you're looking at those players in the field and you're like, that's why they call it like the bowels of a stadium. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you know, I, I'm I'm proud of this team, man, because uh-huh. it, it's all three uh, facets of the game. I mean, yep. offense, defense, special teams. Yep. You know, I was, I was looking. Vinatieri was four for four on extra points, so he's gotten out of that funk. He's okay. Darius Leonard's back from the concussion, and mm-hmm. of course, he made a huge play at the end of the game. And Brissett, you know, over 300 yards passing, four touchdowns. Mac couldn't get it going this week, so Brissett picked them up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just week after week, it's it's not the same old thing. Like, they they ran it down Kansas City's yep. throats and Brissett threw all over the place against Houston. I'm still, and we talked about this briefly, and there's always room for improvement. Correct. And they're, they're just, it's football, man. There's, there's always something you can do better, right? And it, it's still wild when I think back to that sequence of events when uh, Brissett fumbled. And the Texans had that really close. And we were talking about this whole in-the-grasp whistle. And, you know, I, I think back to certain plays. I think it's a Super Bowl play. But I think about, like, Eli Manning. You know what I'm saying? They didn't blow that play dead. They let that thing play out. And, you know, maybe the ref is doing Deshaun Watson a favor, thinking he's going to get crushed, whatever. But, I mean, the guy had him by the feet. You know what I'm saying? Like, had him by the feet. That's a mobile guy. It's a guy that can move. You'd like to think that they would let that play out to see what he can do. Because um, that was a, a brilliant, almost, shoulda, coulda, woulda, if ifs and nuts were candy and, you know, nuts, nuts yeah. you know, every day would be Christmas, almost, shoulda, woulda, coulda, touchdown. Does it change the nature of the game? I don't know if I go that far. I mean, that was early enough. I mean, they could certainly, you know, it was second quarter, if I remember correctly. They had the rest of the game to make, you know, to make their hay, <laughs> if you will. But that was wild to me. I was going to say, that's, it's a tough call against Houston. Um mm-hmm. I see why the referee blew the whistle because he was in kind of an awkward angle with a yep. guy coming in and you know, he's already had an ACL injury They're trying to protect the quarterbacks. I get the call, you know, at the time Watson was heated, but after the game, you know, he came out and said, yeah. you know, I, he was looking out for my safety. I appreciate that. Well, He but, doesn't want to go Baker Mayfield and rage face on the refs, right? Well, <laughs> Watson's much more mature than that. He's, you know, Just saying, yeah, very, very much more mature. And um, I mean, I like Baker, but stop whining. I'm just saying. 
Seriously, yeah. Uh, by the way, Redskins trade Trent Williams to the Browns or somebody and get something for him. Trade him somewhere. Trade him somewhere. I he's, mean, this is the he's type thirty one. Stupid... He's thirty one. Go ahead, just start to rebuild. Go ahead, let's yeah. just let's get get it rolling, man. We I get mean, it. I think they've offered a first, so you might as well take it. Well, we'll see what the compensation package will be. My suspicion is that they might just force this to the off season, but just go ahead and do it, man. If you have a, if, if there's a strong offer on the table, man, roll. Uh, what do they, they used to say? Roll that beautiful bean footage. Yeah, yes. just, just do it. <laughs> just do it. Just um, do it. Yeah, but uh, you know what? You know what I'd forgotten about is that the Texans have lost five or six to the Colts. And that, that includes that. Right. That includes the playoffs. Colts have their number. Yep. Pretty well, wild. well, I mean, Indy's had their number for years. I yeah. mean, we've always played well against Houston. Yeah. <laughs> well, that and, yeah, you know, you figure, again, fortuitous moments. Um, there's always a couple of, of, you know, breaks or bounces or moments in the game where, you know, it breaks one way or the other. And in, the, in, that, in this particular case, obviously, the uh, in the grasp was fortunate for Indy. <clears throat> and then um, in the fourth quarter when the – Texans are trailing. It's twenty three thirty, and Watson hits uh, Kiki QT, um, and then it's a you know tip drill pick, and it really seals the deal for him. What are you gonna do? You get a you it's know a you, hell you, of a play by Leonard. I, I know, that's... I know, it is, it it is. It's just you know yet when you get a when you get an opportunity and something bounces at you or bounces to you, what do you do with it? You know what I mean. So some of it you make your own luck, and you're in the right spot. I see what you did there. Yeah, did you? Okay, that was for you. That was for you. <laughs> but now, kudos to them, man. I and uh, you know, I I didn't self gloss as much as Mark did about the Jets and the Cowboys, but I, I did announce it. I did. I did. <laughs> I did announce in the chat in in the sports group chat that I took the Colts, and I was I was damn proud of it. Of course, I took plenty of other teams that lost. But I, mean, I took them as well. I yeah. figured they had a better chance the way they played against Kansas City. Yeah. That, oh so. yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Shannon, any kind of wrap-up thoughts on the Colts? Just got to keep it going this week, man. Just got to keep it going. Yes, sir. Just can't – not too high, not too low. And uh, But more importantly, we we got to raise a glass to our good friend Lindy. I wasn't going there yet, but you know what? We might as well. Yeah. You know, that dude always talks with us all the time. And last night at – Eight fifty some odd. Eight fifty three. They had their first baby boy. So cheers, Chris, Emily. We're happy for you guys. Salute, and we look forward Salute. to Emily kicking your ass in the turkey trot. Yes, with a baby burrito. <laughs> Twenty bucks, baby. 20, Twenty on Emily. Twenty bucks, man. And <laughs> Miles, Elias, Lindy. Right, bad ass mama. By the way, man, how is D Stat not here? To realize that Lindy, Lindy's son, has Eli in his name. <laughs> Everything just, happens for a reason. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you mean it's not Tom Brady, Lindy? Yeah. Or Tom Gronkowski, Lindy? <laughs> or Brady Gronkowski, Lindy? <laughs> or Rub and Tug, Lindy? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to say, well, that's how the baby got here. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no, but uh, happy to see the picture. Happy to see the pictures. Hopefully, 
Hopefully, okay. hopefully everybody gets a little bit of rest. Um, your adventure begins, and uh, Ooh, yes, it does. Enjoy, enjoy the nurses while you have them. Enjoy the hospital while you're there, uh, because it, that first moment when you strap that baby into the car seat and you leave and you get home, it's, and you drive twenty miles an hour, and, and you drive slow. It's surreal, dude. It's surreal. Uh, there is no doubt that first time when you get home and the constancy of the baby, it's it's just different, man. But uh, no, we're thrilled. We're thrilled for you guys. So congrats. Uh, try to get some rest. It's going to be tough. And Lord knows, well, yeah, let's raise a glass. Let's go ahead and salute a clock, man. Why not? Let's do it. Yeah. So uh, let's see what I've got here. The it, the writing on the label is so tiny. It's hard for me to read it. Oh, uh, let's see here. I've got. I'm telling you, man. That's uh, blame the label. I've got <laughs> uh, some some Commonwealth Brewing Co. Commonwealth Brewing Company. I've got their Kinesis Citra, Citra something blank double IPA, Citra and Hallertau Blanc. Where is Commonwealth Brewing? I'm just gonna go with I have the Kinesis Double India Pale Ale. Let's just let's just do that. Family owned and operated. Yeah, see, this is the problem. I have the lights are dim down here. They are in Virginia Beach. Ah, okay. Commonwealth Brewing Company. There you go, Virginia cool. Beach, and it, and it's a good beer, man. Sarah gave me a Bottle Works gift card for my birthday, like fifty bucks or whatever. And so we were out at, at uh, out in the Nuevo the other week, having some Mexican hanging out, or maybe a month ago, whatever it was. And I ended up rolling over to Bottle Works, and I was like, "Hey, man, this is what I usually drink. You know, I've walked through your store. I've had this, 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 this. I want something that's that's hard to find, that doesn't come out very frequently, or you're just not going to stock very often. Just give me some 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 things that are different." You know, this is my wheelhouse. This is what I like. And so I ended up with, of course, the Adroit Theory beer. And then this this Kinesis is one of the one of the beers I ended up with. And it's, it's different. It's good, though. So I'm a fan. And then in addition to that, oh, by the way, I got three three things of beer, and it was 60 bucks. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I got that. The, that place is a little pricey. I got so. the, well, I got the Schmancy you know what I mean? I got the fancy schmancy IPAs. So uh, okay. that's a real easy way to spend a lot of dough. <laughs> yes. You know, the flip side is you only need like one or two of those beers. It's, you know what I mean? It's not like you're pounding Miller Lights where you're like, man, I drank a 12-pack. Yawn. <laughs> you know, it's just not what it is. But yeah. uh, that and I've got a little Evan Williams and some classic Mexicoke just for good measure. Mm. Shannon, what you got, bro? Dude, I'm actually just keeping it simple tonight. I'm rolling with the Sam Adams Oktoberfest. The classic. Nothing wrong with that, brother. Randy, what you got, man? We're getting kind of low on the beer here, and I just reached in, grabbed whatever I get my hands on. Mm-hmm. And so from uh, Coelacanth Brewing, I have something called Celia, which is a rosemary lemon wheat ale. Yeah. First time having it. It's not too bad. Definitely not what I'm accustomed to, but it works. There you go. It's beer. It's, That's it's, right. It's beer. Hey, man. Hey, at least it's not Bud Light, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man. You, you, did, you did used to love some Bud Light. That was a true story, man. Yeah, I used to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, I think we're, we all graduated past that one. <laughs> I'll still hydrate with Bud Light and Coors Light. I'll do it. Let me tell well, you. I mean, if, 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 if you're it's an a event, really hot-ass yeah, day, yeah. If, if you're at an event... And it's hot enough, and the only beer mm-hmm. they have there is Bud Light. Your ass will drink it, <laughs> and you will be like, 
Thank you. Thank you for the Bud Light. I appreciate it. Other than it's $8 a, $8 a can. That's when it's, you're like, come on, man. That's yeah. messed up. That's just rude. But it'll get the job done. That's just not number one on the old choice meter. You know, give me one of these bad boys. Mm. But anyway, uh, yeah. Congrats, Emily uh, and, and Chris. Enjoy. Enjoy it, man. Enjoy it. First couple of months are always a little bit of a wild ride, but I'm sure you've got a good support structure, friends and family, and uh, all those those fun pooches. So enjoy the moment. And one of the things Sarah and I talked about a lot, and I think this was a little bit being older uh, parents, which I hate to say it that way, but like, I mean, I'm in my 40s. Our, our kids are three and five. So we, you know, some people get started early and then they're, they're our age. Their kids are in college. I'm like, oh my God, you're 40 and your kids at, at college. I'm, what? You know, it's weird. But, um, <laughs> so we spent a lot of time like, it, it's a phase, man. It's a phase. Just build your toolbox, build your toolbox. Lots of people offer you lots of unsolicited advice. No shortage of that. Most people mean well, you don't have to do what they say. The way I always looked at it was, you know, people's intentions are good. Uh, babies change a lot. Situations change and it, babies can be very different. But if you build your parental toolbox, Listen to what people have to offer because you might find that sometimes this random thing that somebody suggested works in the middle at three o'clock in the morning when everything else has failed. And that one time, that one little trick will work. And you're like, thank you. <laughs> so build your parental toolbox and don't be afraid to deep dive to get those tools to, you know, knuckle through some situations. And most people mean well, even if you want to tell them to shut the hell up, (laughs) 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 which you may occasionally feel like, like you might be like, Oh God, really guys. But (laughs) yeah. All right. Yep. 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 There it is. Okay. Where do you want to go guys? We got, well, we, we should probably should hit the world series. Let's hit the world series. I mean, you know, yeah, let's hold, get it out of the way. Hold on for D-Stat. Altuve hit the home run to beat the Yankees. There you go. Yeah, yeah, All yeah right. there you go. On to the World there, Series. There's your D-Stat, you know, D-Stat highlight ode to week, which uh, we thought it was going to be on tonight. Um, they're obviously prepping for their, you know, move and, and their new house and all that, which is exciting. Um, lots of new things going on, right? New babies, right. new homes. If I wish I could get a new owner for the Redskins, that would be great. Wish in one hand, crap in the other. See which one fills up first. <laughs> Maybe we'll have Mini Lindy conduct that experiment on Chris's hands. You know, Babes. well, I think, we're, I think we all know where we're going with that one. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. Oh, and and uh, you're welcome for uh, the Baby Shark Pro Tip. But anyway, that was great. That walk off home run from Altuve um, off of Chapman was incredible. It was a phenomenal play. Uh, fourth player to win the ALCS with a walk-off home run. And, um, yeah, this is a great moment. It really was a great moment. I thought it was funny, though, that uh, we won't spend a lot of time on the ALCS. World Series is more relevant. But I will say I've got a lot of Red Sox fans in my feed. And so I thought it was uh, delightfully funny how many Red Sox fans felt compelled to share the little fun factoid that it's the first decade for the Yankees. It's the first decade with zero World Series appearances since the 1910s. Which is incredible, right? And I'm like, dude, like if you're that excited over something that has been happening in essentially every decade for like 110 years, and now you're like, yay, come on, man. (laughs) I mean, really, dude? Get out of here. I mean, that's like when, you know, 
Mark randomly has that one game that he gets right. He has 10 wrong, but he has one right, and we hear about it for <laughs> half the podcast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, uh, no, that, that was oh, great. What do we say about that kind of stuff, Justin? <laughs> well, some days we say this. <laughs> and other days... Yes! Well, that's not where I was going. Other days we say this. Shut the fuck up! Also <laughs> accurate. <laughs> I, I think we say that more often than shit wolf. the other one. <laughs> that one. Okay, maybe that one. <laughs> that <laughs> That was no, Mark. We love you. Hope everything goes well with the uh, the move and and all that. And we'll harass you later, undoubtedly. But uh, good on them. And you know, it's kind of funny. I think uh, the Astros have been a really tremendous story. You know, they, I mean, they have. I mean, you think of the stuff with Altuve, him being so short, and you know, people being dismissive of him to what his career has turned into. You think of how atrociously bad the Astros were as they were rebuilding to get to where they're at. I mean, that, that's cool stuff. And I, I don't like. I don't view them as a franchise that you kind of want to hate. You know, I'm mean, no, like they're, they're, they're very like. Yeah, I mean, there's some franchises you're like, man, I, y'all suck. I hope you just stay sucking. <laughs> you, you know, that's how you feel about them. Um, here's looking at you, UConn. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, not really. <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I've I don't I've always disliked the Yukon Huskies. I don't know why. I just always have. 1999, man. That's why. That's a good reason why. I feel the same way about the uh, the Spartans, uh, Mich- Michigan State. <laughs> Jerks. Born out of born out of bad Duke losses in yesteryear. You know what I'm saying? And I, I've forgiven Kentucky because of you. It's the only reason why. <laughs> Honestly, I've forgiven Duke because of you. So, <laughs> Isn't it funny how that works? It oh, is. Man. It is. It is funny. Uh, but anywho. But, you know, it's not like they're – like, I don't have anything against the Astros. I think that there's a lot of great story there. But, you know, it's just amazing to me how tremendous the Nats story really is. And it's not just a good story. You have good characters. You have good players. You've got vets. You've got young guys. You've got a, a region and an area that has really been mired in a lot of we we've called it the DC sports suckhole, yeah. and it has felt like that for a long time. Where the teams, even when they were good, they couldn't get over the hump, you know. And then the Caps did it, and the the Mystics won a championship. The Wizards, good luck there. I mean. Uh, <laughs> Forget about it. I mean, Bradley Bill gets <laughs> thrown out of the game for waving at an official. Yeah. Well, he got paid at least, so that's a win for somebody. Um, His agent. <laughs> yeah, that. that. Um, the Redskins have been a dumpster fire for a long time, so you know, what are you going to do there? But the Nats not being able to get over the hump, not being able to get over the hump, being good, being good, being good. I mean, the year they shut Strasburg down for the playoffs, and then all the Bryce Harper stuff, and then – the beginning to this season, and so on and so forth. And I'm happy that a lot of people are seeing that team for, you know, maybe for kind of the first time, right? Uh, And they're likable. They're fun. Uh, They've had some pop with the bats. They've they've done some small ball. They've gotten some good breaks. You know, I made bad eating out references. (laughs) I'm just saying. I mean, hey, what are you going to do? But they're likable. They That's, are. They're, they're a likable team, and they do stuff that is is fun. You know, they they've got the baby shark thing going on, and they seem to have a great time in the dugout with each other. I mean, it's just like they're a team that's easy to root for. Uh, so it's not just a good story, 
that part I think is very real, but they've been productive. So they've had some good breaks, but they've made some of those breaks and they've earned some of those breaks with how they turned the season around. So it's interesting. A lot there's a lot of things that are interesting about the series. I think it's a great setup. And I don't hate either team, which is always kind of nice. So anyway, let's now that some of the formalities and some of the jibba jabba, I guess, are out of the way. More to the point as we get to game one and game two. Look, man, it's the first World Series since 1945 with four of, of baseball's top 10 starters in terms of ERA and six of the top 20. There were a ton of great pitchers in this matchup, man. Wow, you know yes. it. I know it. We all know it, right? The Astros mm-hmm. were the favorites out of the gate. They Look, they won 107 games this year, bro. And a lot of people consider them the best team in baseball. But you can certainly make an argument that the Nats have four aces of their own. Yes. You can. And um, and their pitching was, is, has been on point in the bullpen. I mean, that, that bullpen has rallied up significantly. Yeah. Because most people viewed them as an absolute trash, like trash pandas at the beginning of the year. <laughs> <laughs> So. And technically, they're not wrong during the regular season. Correct. I was listening to an interview the other day. Mm-hmm. I believe it was Harold Reynolds of uh, MLB Network, and he was talking about the Astros have been the best team since they actually took the air ten years ago that they that he's seen mm-hmm. in like the last ten years. And I I don't disagree. You know, I, top to bottom regular season, it's a, a very outstanding team. Yeah. And the fact that the Nationals in games one and two in Houston took both of them just speaks volumes to this team. I mean, they were down to their last six outs in the wild card game mm-hmm. till Soto broke it open. Mm-hmm. Stay in the fight. The, stay in the fight, stay in man. The fight. And then they had to win the last two games against the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. You know, stay in the fight. And then... They swept the Cardinals, and then, quite frankly, dude, they're 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 Bon Jovi, man. Halfway, halfway there. there, not look at you. Oh, I'm impressed. You know, I'm a fan, man. I do like some Bon Jovi references. On the side note, it's amazing. And they were 19 to 31. People were, you know, Dave Martinez was having some heart issues in May and. And this team has just stayed the course. They never lost faith. They never lost belief in themselves. It's hard to not root for them. I mean, unless you're a Mets fan, Andy. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's hard to even fathom rooting for them. But honestly, I mean, their bats are on fire, and the fact that they took two from the two top aces on the Astros, I mean, that's pretty damn impressive. Look, Cole. Cole hadn't lost a game since May 22nd and lost Damn. a game since May 22nd. He had lost a start since July. I mean, that, that's incredible. Cole went 73 consecutive innings with at least one strikeout. That's the longest streak since 1961. He had 11 straight starts with at least 10 strikeouts. That, by the way, has never been done in the history of, of Major League Baseball. Wow. I know know they've used some analytics to help set all that stuff up. (laughs) That's obviously, that's the big stuff these days. But, I mean, that's just incredible. And it's not just, it's not just getting a game on him. It's, it's, it's getting him in game one and then getting Verlander in game two. 
And when was the last time those guys lost? But you know, when when's the last time the Astros lost back to back games? <laughs> good, good, I mean, 107 wins. Good luck finding that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, there's all kinds of, of of outlier statistical stuff. Now, again, maybe there's some regression to the mean. Maybe their bats cool off. I mean, you don't know. I mean, being up 2-0 doesn't mean you're going to win this thing. But obviously, a lot of yeah. the conversation before was, with this layoff, how rusty are they going to be? How much is this going to hurt them? Well, through two games, it hasn't. Has maybe they were rusty in game. Maybe they were rusty in game one. They only scored five. <laughs> they took it. <laughs> they took it there in game two. You know, dropping uh, dropping the the twelve pack on them. I mean, my God. You like how the Nationals score more point in, more runs in a a World Series game than the Redskins scored this game. Thanks, thanks, thanks for the reminder, dickhead. Dude, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm telling you. Some someone in the Redskins just needs to make a trade with Atlanta and make the trade on owners. Bring in Arthur Blank, get rid of Dan Snyder. Well, at least you'll you'll suck, but it won't be as horribly suck. You'll Arthur, mediocre. Arthur suck. Blank doesn't want to come to this mess. I wouldn't. Shoot, I wouldn't. He has a new stadium. I I don't know why they that team has a lot of talent to be what they are. What, has any team done less with more than the Atlanta Falcons this year? Dan Quinn needs to go. Oh, he's fine. He's out of there. He's done. Nah, that, they, they should have. They they honestly probably should have just hired Shanahan as their coach or paid him a, a boatload of money to keep him there. Uh, they would have been arguably. I think they would have been significantly better off. They have never recovered from that Super Bowl loss. No, never recovered. Nope. Never recovered from that. But look, um, game one. So a couple of things in specific. Back to game one on this. It finishes five to four. Look, the, the Astros went up two to nothing with quickness in the first. That's significant because it happened in both games. You know, Scherzer gives up a couple of runs, uh, and then they, you know, then they claw their way back in. But to not, I don't know. It's just interesting to me that in both games you get that start, but they don't collapse. They don't fold. You know, they they hold, and then. You know, veteran pitching, man. Yeah, man. Whatever it is, however these things shake out, it's it's wild to me to see the teams that have made mistakes and have had some bad breaks and bad bounces. And there's a lot of stuff that goes into sports, it really is. But think about some of the weirdness that's been beneficial for the Nats <laughs> and has gone against teams that you would not expect to have some of these issues. <coughs> Excuse me. That's a peanut ate about. 20 minutes ago trying to choke me out now <laughs> <laughs> my god <clears throat> excuse me Woo! but in like in game two with Bregman you know whiffing that thing over over the first baseman's head you had wild pitches you had errors I mean it, it's just you know things that just go the the Nats way and out of teams that you wouldn't expect I mean I would certainly wouldn't expect the Astros to have that for lack of a better expression, cluster fuck of an inning. But it, those things happen. Those pressure. things happen. Yeah. Pressure, man. Well, yeah, absolutely. But think about think about this. You know, in game one, all right, yeah, Astros go up 2-0, and then Zim Zimmerman gets a home run, Soto blasts one to the train tracks. They tied up 2-2. And then in the seventh, the Astros load the damn bases up. And Hudson get you know, Hudson takes out Alvarez, ends the inning, boom, done. 
Yep. You know, bases were loaded, bro. That could have gotten dangerous, as Baker Mayfield would say, dangerous. You know, but that preserved that preserved a five three lead. You know, Did and, you and, just go dangerous, mystical? They, isn't that Busta Rhymes? I think it was. I'm pretty sure both of them. Oh, I don't yeah, know. I, I thought it was mystical that did that one. That's Busta. When disaster strikes. There you go. There it is. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, but, you know, again, Garrett Cole hadn't lost a start since July. It's his first loss since May. Soto was 3 of 4 with a double, a homer, three RBIs, and a stolen base to, you know, help crank that thing, you know, crank the Nats past the Astros. It was wonderful. Soto became the fourth player in, in baseball history to hit a World Series home run before his 21st birthday. Phenomenal. Okay? Phenomenal. And Scherzer, yeah, he gave up those two runs early, but... Man, they got nothing else off that guy. I mean, he had to work his ass off. You know, it was 112 pitches over five innings, um, but gave up nothing else. So I think that's kudos. Yeah, veteran team. And it's just, I don't know. Again, I feel like they have, they've got the mojo. I feel like they've got the story mojo. I mean, you got to finish it off. Don't get ahead of yourself. My God. But (laughs) don't do that. You haven't earned that. (laughs) <laughs> you haven't earned that. Well, tomorrow night's going to be interesting. Yeah. It's, you know, the, the Astros are going to be very desperate. And Oh, uh, dude, they better show up ready to, ready to roll, brother. Uh, yeah. I mean, who, who is Washington rolling out tomorrow? Sanchez, right? Yep. Sanchez versus Grinky. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Grinky so, hasn't really been that solid in the postseason. No, and Sanchez has been on point. It was danger, Justin. It was not dangerous. Danger. Oh. That I was thinking of. I just said that in the brew chat. Myst- um, mystical danger? Let's see. Dang. Danger. Oh, there we go. Get on the floor. <laughs> I have not heard that in a long time. I know, right? Wow. <laughs> Man, that's a fun callback. Thanks for that. Literally, just you know, and, uh, random. It's all just good. so. It's like a jukebox sometimes. I know. Well, that's you guys way. are the musical geniuses. I know what. But... Yeah, but see, I I, I appreciate <laughs> the randomness of, of your references. So it makes it fun. <laughs> makes it fun. A question for both of you. So in game two, in game two. It was 2-2, and Verlander, you know, went to the seventh, and, like, everything just kind of went to hell. Uh, I, I could swear Suzuki was batting, like, 0-4-3 or something atrociously terrible, mm-hmm. uh, and he cranked out that solo home run. And as the inning progressed, there was a point that the Astros intentionally walked Soto. And that was mm-hmm. their first intentional walk this entire season. I understand not wanting the pitch to Soto. I, I get it. I get it. But was that a mistake? Should they have just gone at? Would you have preferred that they just go after Soto, or was that? Do you think that was the right decision to make in that particular moment? I mean, after what he did to them in Game One. I mean, A.J. Hinch is like, we got a good look at him in game one, and uh, yeah. 
You know, so no way, I mean, shape, or form in that moment. Today. Soto or or Howie Kendrick. And honestly, if Bregman makes the play, we're not even talking about I know, this. I know, and that's, that's one of the things that's really tough about that. A solid defender and usually a play that you can make or you mm-hmm. at least get one out. Mm-hmm. And Always with a call like that, if you're usually playing the percentages, you're always looking for getting rid of the dangerous hitter in the lineup mm-hmm. and having that potential of at least getting that ground ball out to turn mm-hmm. two or whatever. And it's just, yeah, it is just, it's one of those rare instances where it bit him in the ass, mm-hmm. but, but you're it, just playing, you're playing percentages for the most part. Cause usually nine times out of 10, the pitcher gets out of it somehow. Yeah. So not that time. Although they, 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 they would have. I mean, Bre- Bregman had a bad inning. <laughs> Bregman, Bregman had a, a couple of bad rolls in that one. one. Yeah, yeah uh, which sucked for them. But, I mean, the, the seventh inning was a disaster. You know, it went from two to two to eight to two. And then the, the Nats kept pounding him in the <laughs> – pounding him in the eighth, man, to go up 11 to two. I mean, Suzuki, by the way, is the oldest player with a go-ahead home run. I love this. I, I, one of the things I like about baseball, and, and I'll say this, is there is a random stat for like anything and everything you can imagine. <laughs> you know, there really is. I, this this one's great, man. Kurt Suzuki, 36 years old, the oldest player with a go-ahead home run in a seventh inning or later of a World Series game since 1949. <laughs> you know, I just they can just pull out some of the randomest stuff. Uh, with people who keeps track of this I, shit, I don't, somebody does, man. <laughs> who does that? Who, who has time? time? They do. Uh, as <laughs> other, maybe not so fun factoid is that no pitcher has lost their first five World Series decisions except Verlander. <laughs> I mean, how how does that happen for a guy that's got that history and like his career, and is that accomplished? I got nothing, man. I, you know, he's a hometown guy, so like people yeah, around. We here, like Verlander. Yeah, we here, do. I'm, I'm not doing this to like pile on him. Just tough luck, I guess. I mean, right. I mean, if he pulls him after the sixth, he doesn't get the loss, right? So, well, if he pulls him after the sixth, you don't. You don't even know what'll happen the rest of the game. Yeah, and. His pitch count, I believe, was in the 90s at that point. So, I mean... I mean, him it. and Strasburg each went over 100. Oh, yeah. Well, Scherzer went over 100. Uh, and I think uh, homeboy... Uh, what's his face, Randy? To my Cole? Yeah, Garrett Cole. He it's... went over... All Both pitchers went over 100. All, all four pitchers, excuse mm-hmm. me. Scher- went Scher- over... Scherzer was 112. Cole was 104. Yep. Yeah, they all went over 100 pitches each. And I and I get that you, you want your horses out there. But at the same time, Verlander, like Scherzer is up there in age. Verlander is up there in age. If they give you six solid and you're going into the seventh and they're about the high 90s, Scherzer, I understand going out there because Washington's bullpen is, quote, unquote, not solid. But Houston's for the most part this season has been pretty solid. So I'm surprised that he, they, they put him back out there for the seventh inning. So here, I'll throw this out here. Cause I'm curious which ones you'll get right. So the, there's three teams that have gone 
three home teams. Let me rephrase that. Three home teams that have gone down zero <laughs> and two and have still mm-hmm. gone on to win the World Series. Ninety six Yankees. Yep. Eighty five Royals. Yep. Eighty six Mets. Look at you! It's like we watch the same shows. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going to see if you were going to at least let me say the Mets, but that's fine. Uh, No, you don't get it, Randy. You're a Mets fan. So let's flip this then. The teams that that went up to to zero going home and that still lost. All right, Randy, you got this one. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So this, these are the home teams that went up 2 nothing, or these are the away teams that went these up 2 are, These are the teams that went up 2-0, going home, and still lost. I'm going to say none. No, there's three. Oh, there's three? Because well, we just talked about, you, you just had the three teams that went down. So the, so the 86 Red Sox. Yep. The I think, if memory serves me correctly, the Royals played the Cardinals in 85. Correct. Look at Randy. Look at the big brain on Giles. <laughs> and, the and, Yankees, the and, and the Yankees played the Braves, yeah. Yeah, and, and yes, nice collapse from the Atlanta Braves, which most people in this area would remember. That's probably why uh, Whitfield's not around tonight. He's like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> side note, side note. I, I love the fact that uh, somebody with the Washington Redskins organization sent out this thing about like they had a social media post supporting the nationals and the only thing people did in replying to that was like stay away from this team don't talk about them don't close your support to them you have, you have bad karma bad mojo you know you know what i think is real though is i feel like the redskins have like sucked all the sports curse from the entire area and just like vortexed it you know into the center of fedex field you know what I mean? Like all of the fail and all of the all the BSE, all the lame crap, all the sports curses, all the bad vibes and bad mojo have transferred from all the fr- other than the Wizards have been transferred. I was going to say the Wizards. Other than the Wizards, agree with you. <laughs> other than the other than the Wiz, nobody beats the Wiz. Um, other than the Wizards, but all the other bad mojo has like has like filtered in the FedEx man, like for real. So that's the that's the contribution that the Redskins have given is they've they've taken the mantle of fail upon themselves. So I guess thank you for that, Dan Snyder, as all, virtually everybody else has success around you, but not you, <laughs> not you. Lots of cunts. There are a lot of cunts at FedEx. <laughs> FedEx that's for sure. Indeed. Maybe this really wasn't hey. meant for Mark. Maybe this was really meant for Dan Snyder. Eat shit, dwarf. Maybe. <laughs> Just saying. I'm a little hungry, Justin. <laughs> you would be. Bring me one of those chickens. Damn right. So yeah, I mean, you know, again, there's there's so many wonderful stats when it comes to baseball. That's one of the things that is. Uh, just a riot to me. I, I love that reading articles and seeing the, you know clips and shows and all that, and they'll you know, they'll just bring random stuff out, which is pretty wild. But a um, couple of things to wrap up some thoughts, and I'll ask your opinion going forward. But the Nats defeated the Astros. It, look, Cole and Verlander are both twenty game winners. Okay, they are the first pair of twenty game winners to lose the first two games of a World Series in a very long time. Since Don Drysdale and Sandy Koufax of the 65 Dodgers. Dang. I mean, it it's, doesn't happen with any degree of frequency. Of the 55 teams that have taken a 2-0 series lead in the World Series, 
44 went on to win it. That's 17, and and it's 17 of the last 18. So last thing to do, of course, is the 96 Yankees, which we just talked about. But one thing that does shift dramatically is that the Nats go from being an underdog to being on some level of favorite. And expected, uh. and expected to, not for Mark, but don't you think that the story shifts? I'm not saying it's in their heads, but I'm saying the narrative people will look, you know, the interpretation and the narrative becomes, well, now you got to get it done. Go home, finish this thing off. Well, I mean. And I hope they do. And that's the thing, like, like we keep, uh, uh, my buddy John, who you guys have met before, but he's uh-huh. a big DC sports fan. He's like, step on the throat. Like he's texting us while drinking, step on the throat, step on the throat, don't let up. Yep, yep. You can't do it. You just, you have to keep the pedal to the metal. Mm-hmm. And if you're in the Nationals, like, you got that rest already from the NLCS to the World Series. I mean, you just got to keep that thing going. Yeah. I mean, no rest for the weary. Keep keep grinding. Do your thing. Do what you do every day. And I, there is no tomorrow. Like, they were talking about, like, would they bring out their game four starter in game two if they have a chance to win? Yes. Yes, you do. If you have the opportunity to win a World Series game, you do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. You have to do whatever it takes to win that game. And my God, if they have to bring out freaking Scherzer and Strasburg <laughs> in the next game to win game three, you damn you do well it. do it. Mm. You just do it. And figure it out the next day. And the same thing for the Astros. If you have to bring Cole and Verlander in to win game three, you damn well do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is for all the marbles. All hands on deck. Who cares? If you're tired, you can rest in the offseason. <laughs> Damn, McGuffin. Tell me how you really feel, bro. I'm just saying, man. That's You got to do what you got to do if you're going to win the World Series. Same thing for the Super Bowl. You guys, NBA Finals, College Championship, you can rest the next day. Well, All I, hands on deck. You got to do yeah. what you got to do. Yeah. And, the, you know, and they've got some flexibility. Obviously, the long layoff gives them some flexibility flexibility that they wouldn't have had otherwise. Absolutely. Um, but I would imagine they, they don't look like they're going to have to dip into it that way so far. But we'll see what Game 3, Game 4, and any other games may hold. Um, given, the, given the way Games 1 and 2 have gone, okay, now they're going back to D.C., um, what are your expectations for the series going forward now, Mark thinks the Astros win this in, did he say six? Seven. Seven. He changed I, it to seven. Changed it to seven. I was going to, okay. I was going to say, I don't know that I see him losing four in a row, my God. But you never know. Stranger things have happened. Okay, so Mark's still on. Mark's still pulling for the Astros. He thinks they're going to find a way to get out of this and get it done. You know, I, I originally kind of felt like Nats in six. I'm tempted to slide Nats in five. I think that I, I would like to believe that the Nats find a way to get this done. I really do. You know, again, I think it's the story, and they back up the story with the mojo and the and the chutzpah, if you will. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff going for them, and they're balling out. So it's not like it's all just luck. I mean, there are times that there are teams that just get a whole bunch of lucky breaks, uh, and that usually runs out. I mean, they are legitimately playing their asses off, and they're getting uh. and they're getting good breaks. 
that's a dangerous combination. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are your expectations going forward for the Astros? Can they get out of this hole? Do you want them to? Do you expect them to? Or do you think the Nats can just lock this down? Go ahead, Randy. Uh, I thinking about it, looking at what we have here, I do believe that basically by the time all said and done with uh, in DC, uh, it'll be a three to two lead for the Nats, and then they're going to go back to Houston, and Houston's actually going to pull it off in seven. So you you feel like Mark does? You think Houston? Okay, there you go. I think they I think they do have a, a legit chance just because I feel like this two games right here is a bit of a wake-up call Mm -hmm. uh, for them to really just play that much harder looking at how and they get and they got to see just how much fun and how hard the Nats were were playing I think this really is just going to be just what the doctor ordered to get them right in the head and you know push forward but I I know they're not going to sweep they're not sweeping the Nats in DC but I do think they take two to keep it going so they get back home Shane how about you bud I don't see the series leaving DC at this point. Whoa, gentlemen sweep. Uh, um, either gentlemen sweep or a sweep. I, I, I think at this point when they say stay in the fight, I think their motto is going to be finish the fight. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do what they got to do to try and finish this thing in DC, so they don't have to get they get back on that plane to Houston. Mm-hmm. All bets are you off. You never know. All bets are off, huh? So if, my, my my thing, if I'm if I'm Dave Martinez, game three, it is balls to the wall. And yes, Justin, I said balls. As a matter of fact, it, friend. It, as a matter yes. of fact. You said balls. balls. Tonight, now that we're you know we're past midnight at this we point are. recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're going to see Sanchez probably be on point. I think you're going to see Grinky be on point as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the way the Yankee fans treated that dude was just horrific. And y'all need to get a life if y'all t- making fun of that guy, you know, for his issues. But I, I think you're going to see both of those pitchers on point, uh, three runs or less through six innings each. And, uh, I think it's going to be like game one. It's going to be tight, but I, you know, the the Washington bats have just come through with two out hits, man. I mean, two out hits, two out RBIs mm-hmm. is like the name of the game for the Nationals, which may be the toughest thing in all of sports to get. But my gosh, like if, two outs, two two strikes, it doesn't matter. If the Nats win game three, is this over? Yes. Absolutely. If the Nats win Game Three, you think this is a four and it's four out? See ya. Mm-hmm. Damn, bro, that's cold. Right. I mean, <laughs> the only other team to do it was the O four Red Sox, and honestly, yeah. they didn't give a. They were drinking before the games, so they didn't care. <laughs> I mean, unless the A's start hitting up the DC bars before the game, which I don't think they're going to do at this point. But slumbusters. <clears throat> some now the Astros don't get me wrong have the talent to just take four and just end it in a hurry mm-hmm. don't get me wrong on that but I just I'm I'm gonna go full homer here all right and just say 
you know, the Nats are going to take it. And they're going to make the Wizards and the Redskins even more <laughs> irrelevant in D.C. Irrelevant? God, that's awful. <laughs> I mean, when the awful. Mystics, the Caps, and the Nationals are the talk toast of the town. <clears throat> All right, so, Randy, I mean, it, if the Nats win game three, are the Astros hoes, or can they get out of that? Just a point of curiosity. They, they can get out of it, but it's really going to boil down to getting having some of that luck roll their way. I mean, when you look at just some of the breaks the Nats have gotten, but like Shannon said, the Nats have their philosophy has been just get the bat on the ball. Yeah. Don't don't try to power it. Don't try to muscle it. Let's just get hits. Let's play small ball. And the thing is, is some of these hits have just gone yard. Yeah. So. It's it, that's just been the philosophy of this team, especially on the the tear they've had since they you know had a crappy ass record. They they've won six right in the road, right? Um, talking about Washington or yeah, Houston? Yeah, no, no, the Nats. They've won six straight road playoff games, right? Uh, I think they've, I think their winning streak is longer than six, but they've won six straight road games in yeah. particular, which is incredible. Yeah, that's incredible. It is. Incredible. Good on them, man. God, I hope that I finish the damn thing. Don't run out of gas. My God. Anyway, all right. Let's wrap up. Let's wrap up World Series thoughts, and then we'll take a break, and we'll just do NFL stuff, and then we'll get out of here. And it'll be a near miracle. We'll be done before two instead of like three or three thirty. This is great. <laughs> don't count your chickens. No, 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 no. We're gonna be good. We're gonna be good. We don't have Whitfield here. We don't have Mark here. So it's just the three of us. And I haven't. I'm not saucy, so it should this this should mean that we can avoid complete ridiculousness. I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Look, bitch. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't see you going all rage face over no, the Redskins. No, so I think we'll be good. No, I'm, I'm not going rage face over them. I'm not going rage face over them. So, but uh, all right. Well, well, look. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stick with. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not going to go full sweep. I, I want to stick with my Nats in six, but I can totally see it being Nats in five. But I, I kind of want to stick with Nats in six. I'd like to think the Astros have enough fight in them, and that some of these bounces have to go the other way at some point. Um, but I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, obviously this podcast won't be up and at them before you know Game Three is is you know rolling. But God bless if the Astros don't win Game Three, man. I think. That's just disaster. And all you're going to hear tomorrow night is this. You know what I mean? Honestly, on a Friday night, I might keep Logan up so we can watch it. (laughs) You might as well. It's a World Series. I got to tell you, I love the fact that they... (laughs) they get old base and they do the baby shark thing it kills me man i love it i absolutely love it i loved this song when it came out i laughed about it i know i dropped it in the podcast you know we'd have to look at that is that like a year ago a year and a half ago i don't even know the first time i dropped baby shark on y'all um but i loved it then i still enjoy it i still and i still enjoy it 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 is annoying (laughs) as hell but because my kids love it you just you have to get over that it's kind of like you and Frozen, Shannon. You know what I mean? Like, what choice did you have? You you had no choice. 
had to let it go, man. You, you see? That's what I'm saying. Reality. I still haven't watched that whole movie, by the way. What's that? I still haven't seen the whole movie. Oh, well, just wait. I only saw the first half of it in the hospital. I was when Chloe was in the hospital, to be clear. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, anyway, any wrap up thoughts? Baseball, World Series, managers, MLB, all MLB. Um, I, I think the Mets made a mistake and a mistake in not bringing Girardi in. And letting him go to the Phillies? Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Justin, I think you know what sound, but I want you to play for that one. Uh, <laughs> I believe you are looking for this one. How do you fuck that up? How do you fuck that up? <laughs> Seriously. There you go. Uh, could have had him. Could have had a World Series champion manager that knows how to manage in New York and can handle the bright lights. And now, Lord only knows who they're going to bring in. So the going rumor is is that he wants that uh, Brody wants to see if uh, Hinch is uh, over being a, an Astro and bring trying to bring him to New York. And I'm like, I don't know about that, but we'll see. We'll no, see. no shot. <laughs> if I, was I agree. Him, I wouldn't leave that job for the Mets. My gosh, with all that <laughs> talent you have at this point, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh my god, I love how Shannon said that. The Mets. <laughs> oh look, if they had like a ridiculous talent roster, sure. But at this point, they compared to the Astros. Yeah. Nah. If it was comparable, then yeah, I'd go to the Mets. But you just won 107 games and like your farm system's just freaking oozing with talent. Mm-mm. Not at this point in your career, you don't leave. Shoot, you got to get management to get you a raise. Maybe you flirt yeah, maybe. with the Mets and get a raise. Maybe. Well, uh, one other thing. and we... Sorry, Randy. No, no disrespect there. It's, but you you can understand the talent gap when I'm talking about. Yes, I know. Okay. Well, it just gives him an, a chance to put his stamp on the Mets. Look at the bright side. And that big market. Come on. <laughs> I have a feeling Randy's going to like come through my computer screen and choke me out yeah, at this point. Maybe. Might <laughs> hey, look. Or just look. like... like Shoulder check me. Hey, man, let's leave the choke into the Astros, okay, guys? Just saying. (laughs) 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 Yeah, but I'm bumped. Side note, uh, there's been a little bit of run with it. I don't know how big the story will get um, or how long it will linger. Uh, But obviously, when we talk about the good stories and the good mojo and all that stuff, the Nats are just chock full of that. Um, and then the whole thing with the assistant GM, Brandon Taubman, uh, for the Astros, there's been a, a little run on that stuff. Um, and they ended up firing in the guy. So it, there's been a lot of back and forth with that. Uh, but anytime, you know, there's just cert- certain sensitivities as an organization. And if you're in a position of power, like he was, mm-hmm. you have to understand the PR side, the empathy side, the you know, how you treat the media uh, and how people will see you. 
because he's a direct reflection of the organization. And whether it's fair or not, and whether Osuna was a good acquisition or not, if you as an individual in a position of power for an organization are going to turn to a group of female reporters in this current environment, which is sensitive, (laughs) and you're going to say, thank God we got Osuna, I'm so effing glad we got Osuna, giving the baggage and the stuff around him, and you're going to direct that at a group of female reporters, and you're going to go on a, a, a rant about that to them, to their face, you're playing with fire. And his ass and the Astros got burned by that. Can't do it. Dumb. Stupid. I, dumb. Osuna served a 75-game suspension for violating MLB's domestic violence policy. We, and I understand, you know, she didn't press charges or she dropped him or whatever it was. So it's not like he got, you know what I mean? It's, it's not like you have, like, court stuff. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I get right, it. But it's pretty obvious what happened. I get it. You know, whatever the real truth is with that to be oblivious to how that looks is a reflection on you. And once it, that becomes a reflection on, or, on the organization and it gets traction, you have a problem. They had a problem, and they dealt with it. And he he lost his job because of that. And you know what? I think that nobody's gotten a fail of the week yet. He just did. Yeah. You know, my dad used to tell me 90% of the time you get in trouble is because you can't keep your mouth shut. Yep. All homeboy had to do was just shut Shut up, up. enjoy the moment, shut up, and not be a complete cunt. Woo. And I mean, no disrespect to the word cunt. (laughs) Nah, that'd be too easy. I mean, just shut up, enjoy the moment, (laughs) and if you're in private with your friends, you can say, thank goodness for Osuna, but don't say it when you have a freaking major magazine outlet right in front of you. Not just one reporter. Not just one, as LeBron would say, not one, not not two. Not two, (laughs) three. And not a threesome, dude. You got it wrong. What, turn back thighs, what? Uh, Woo! Anyway, fail buckets. No, he he earned getting fired. That was dumb. He's fired because of blowback, because of stupidity, because of how he handled it. Yes. Because it wasn't the move. He didn't get get fired for signing the dude. He got fired for being a a PR dumbass and running his mouth like a fool. That's why he got fired. Yeah. He got fired for this because he's a moron. There's your upper deck train right there. <laughs> Dumbass. Anyway, so here's the Nats. I love the fact I go to work every morning and everybody at my building is so excited about the Nats. One of my coworkers bought tickets to game five. And I, and I said, hey, I hope you don't make it. <laughs> I hope there's no game five. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to be done. Uh, By the way, fellas, those tickets to all three games mm-hmm. start at four digits. Oh my god! But can that's, you imagine, like, 
if she gets to roll, because that would be Sunday, right? Game five Sunday, right? Um, yes. If she got to go up there for game five and they won that and they finished that thing off, oh, man. It'd be amazing. What a great, yeah, that would be such an awesome-ass experience. It can't just be her. It must be her and, like, a couple of her kids. Well, I mean, That's like, I, would think, but. I think I think if you follow Kurt Autry, he said he got tickets to game four. He got really good tickets. Uh, and my buddy John, uh, I think, is going to try to get tickets to either Game Four or Game Five. And I was like, "Oh, it dipping into the college fund day." And he goes, "Yes, yep, <laughs> yeah." But, but see, that, that's like that's bucket list stuff, dude. You know what I'm it saying? Is. Like, it, it truly is. I mean, he lifelong DC fans yeah. don't care. Like, no. they're they're going to this. Like, that, they're like at this point, you got to get what you can get and not throw a fit. So. <laughs> I like it. Well. As we tell our kids, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. That's right. You know what? Anyway. You can go enjoy that song at the stadium and not look like a moron. I just love the fact that there are people dressed up as a left shark. That makes me oh so happy. Gosh. That's so happy. Yes. You know what? We should send D-Stat. D-Stat should be the sports crew representative up at the World <laughs> Series game, except he should be left shark. <laughs> right, we got left shark, but only there's left all- shark. <laughs> yes, I don't think that'd be a problem for him. Mark should go up and be left shark. I think that's very doable. He would look like that 49ers guy from that the mud bowl. <laughs> left shark. Yeah. Let's go, cunts. Yeah. There you go. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Cunts. <laughs> cunts. All right, all right, all right, all right. Anyway, look, we'll, let's take a break. We'll come back for football and get the hell out of here. Uh, we are the sports brew. You can find us on uh, keywords. Look, keywords are sports and brew, whether that's live sportscaster.com, uh, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, our home feed on Podbean, and a whole assortment of other services. Uh, if you enjoy us, great. Crank it up. Have a good time. Uh, feel free to share it. Tell other people. Uh, hopefully, you have a good sense of humor and you don't have. Uh, you know, sensitive ears, because sometimes we do get a little bit lively. That's okay, though. Just, just slightly. By just, the way, yeah. the uh, left shark just made me think of that, um, the evil cat with the crying lady meme you sent to us this mm-hmm. week with the IS heart ED. <laughs> yeah. And she's crying, saying, is loved, and the cat's laughing like, I sharded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say the, the one that's like, a new start, and the cat goes anus tart. <laughs> that one I thought was great, man. I love that yeah. evil cat, man. Yeah. That's so great. Uh, it's it's fun. Anyway, we're the sports brew. We'll take a break, and that's right. We'll back Uh-oh. that. Ass. We'll back that ass up, and we'll be back in just a moment. Oh man, be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sir. Had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, and miraculously, I'm not playing God of War for a few minutes. <laughs> I will say, incidentally, Randy, we were just talking about this a minute ago. I uh, I know I, this was the month of Borderlands 3, and I've disappeared yep. off Borderlands 3, and I've been playing a ton of God of War, which is crazy. Uh, but that game has completely hooked my ass uh, into it, man. I mean, I've just been like, I, I, oh my God, this is great. That, and I got to tell you, point blank, the uh, remote play of the PS4 is what really makes the difference for me, because <laughs> I could have lunch and I can just play it for, you know, half an hour or 45 minutes or whatever. 
Uh, that part's pretty sweet. Makes sense. Yeah, but at the moment, I am I am just completely engrossed in God of War. I know that's not a new game that's been out for a while, but it really is. That game's incredible. I loved the old ones, and I was late on the PS4 train, uh, but when I got that, I knew I had to get God of War, and so far, just not a disappointment in any capacity. So, anywho, but I will get back on Borderlands 3. I know we have some events uh, that are going on, and I need to get on that. Because I think there's one that only runs to November December. 5th. Yeah, December? Yeah. I thought it was November Harvest 5th. just dropped today. Yeah. Is it November 5th or December 5th? Uh, December 5th. Oh, okay. Well, I've it's, got time for the... It's a little over a month. Yeah. <clears throat> so I've got some time to mess with that. But anywho, that's cool. All right, let's shift gears to the NFL a little bit. We did talk a little bit about the 49ers and the Redskins. There's not a whole bunch to say about that debacle. The mud bog bowl, the slip and slide. Um, and we already touched on the, the Colts and the uh, Texans. Um, I do want to take a moment to uh, give a little shout out, a little RIP. We'll raise a glass real quick uh, for Hall of Famer Willie Brown. Passed away at age 78. Uh, largely pioneered the bump and run uh, coverage. And he was tied for the most interceptions in Raiders history. Uh, but certainly when you talk about NFL films and there's certain teams that just you know, they they were part of the legacy of NFL films was covering some of these teams in those eras. And the Raiders was one of those teams, you know what I mean? With Madden and all that stuff. But I love this one highlight. This is the one I'll, I dug up and the one I'll play. And it's Willie Brown basically sealing a Super Bowl for the Raiders. And it's it's so old school, dude. The Raiders closing in on the Super Bowl championship. Francis back to pass. Throw the sideline. of picked up. Old man, Willie. Old, man Willie. Old man Willie. Love that. But uh, rest in priest. Uh, rest in priest. Rest <laughs> rest in peace. Jesus. Uh, well, a priest will say rest in peace, so I guess that's uh, that's true. Um, rest in priest. It's like a bad Catholic joke, isn't it? <laughs> let's, stay out, let's stay out of that one. That's what he said. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> Ooh, moving yeah. on. I was gonna say that has to be one of, like one of the most iconic replays in terms oh, of every because every time you know, you're watching NFL Network or you pop mm-hmm. back when we were kids watching videos and stuff, that was that that one play always kept on coming Slow up. Slow motion, uh huh, of him just breathing while running it back and. Yeah, it was a tremendous, tr- tremendous camera work there. But oh, it was great. Um, it was great. All right, particularly for, sure. for particularly for that time. It's one thing to have that wonderful camera work of the the Cordero Patterson run back this past oh, that week, was excellent. and that was wonderful. That was great. But to have that kind of camera work in that game at that time for NFL films to have it, awesome. And I love that it's not quite slow mo, you know, but it slowed down just enough. Right, I I, lo- I loved that NFL films camera speed. You know, like like the way that they would show those things. Man, loved it. If only loved the it. Bears' quarterback play was as good as that camera work play. The problem is Trubisky plays at NFL film speed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a little bit of extra blame to the head coach on this one as well. What do you mean? Because the Bears <laughs> ran the ball, ran, ran the ball, ran the ball a total of seven t- 
times for the entire game while Trubisky threw it 54 times. That's a bad decision, man. That's a bad decision. That's a bad recipe. Yes. You're supposedly supposed to have this three-headed monster attack with your running backs, and you only run the damn ball seven times? You do realize, as old as the Bears are, and they are old school, that is the lowest rushing attempt total for the Bears ever, ever in their entire existence. That's unacceptable. Especially the the rich running back heritage that team has. Well, they also had Curtis Enos, but... Hey, now. I didn't say they were all Hall of Famers. Or... <laughs> I'm just saying, I know, I'm for just the most teasing. part, there's a lot of big-name running backs that did play for the Bears at yeah, No, it's point. a terrible game plan. And I, I look, I know the final score doesn't really tell you what that game was like because it ends up being 36-25. You go, oh, well, that's not that bad. But it was thirty-six to ten with like right under three minutes left in the fourth. They just yeah, got they some, got two cheap yeah, touchdowns. They got a, a cheap touchdown and then like a, a really crazy ass onside kick recovery. I mean, they got they got their ass handed to them. No. Saints yeah. owned them from kickoff to final whistle. Side note: How maybe it's a little bit dirty. Why were Eli Apple and another Saints defender given Tariq Cohen grief about his height? And they're, they're sitting there running like height smack. And then Eli Apple's dumb ass. Like here he's giving Tariq Cohen like grief about his height. And then like a couple plays later, he's getting hurt in the end zone. That's instant karma. Right I, I there. mean, I, I hate I hate to drop karma blast on anybody, but it's like, really, dude? Come on, man. Stupid. Just dumb. But uh, Bridgewater had a good game. 281 yards, two touchdowns. Saints are now 5-0 without Drew Brees. You have to give kudos. Number one, you got a good job, Teddy, Teddy B. Man, he's done a great he's done a great job filling in for Breeze. Uh, that organization and you know Sean Payton, they've done a, a wonderful job. And they didn't have you know Kamara that game. Are you yeah. kidding? How, and what Jared Cook was out. I mean, they got a bunch of people out, and they went and they just took Chicago to the woodshed. For all this, I'm going to tell you. For all this if, talk about the Bears defense, there you go. Come on, man. I'll t- at this point, coach of the year, Sean Payton has a very good case for losing Br- uh, Drew Brees in week two, having Teddy Bridgewater win these last five games, that defense just completely dominate, and then not even having Kamara this last game, bringing in Murray. So you have your backup running back and your backup quarterback and you beat the bejesus out of the Bears <laughs> in Chicago. I know. Mitch Trubisky. We, we knew from last year that the Saints' defense was a top-notch defense. Yes. The, th- the one thing we really didn't know is what to expect out of Bridgewater because even when he got to play last year, he just didn't look right. No. Peyton has done an amazing job of getting him prepared and playing to his strengths and making play calls that play very well into his style of throwing. Which is what a great head coach should do. And clearly cough, cough. <laughs> <coughs> Nagy, you might want to take some notes there. Just uh just a friendly tip from your friends at the sports brew. PSA from us to you. Uh adjust. 54 passes to seven yeah. rushes. Yeah, bad bad ain't, ain't gonna work. Nope, nope, nope. Bad decision, man. Do it. Bad decision. Can't do it live. Bad decision. 
fun on Madden, but you can't do it live. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Stupid. Do you really want that right now? You do, don't you? I do. Come you on. Do. When doesn't he want it? Whoa. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, hey, hey. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. <laughs> do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Right. Fucking thing sucks. Cunts. <laughs> Five, four, three. Uh, anyway, good old Bill O'Reilly. That's an all-timer. I don't know that there will ever be a point that I'm not entertained by that soundbite and by that clip and the look on his face and him like being like angry at his tie and his jacket and the mic that's clipped to him. God, do you remember having to clip those damn lapel mics on people, Shannon? Oh my gosh, I hated those stupid know. things. They were a pain in the ass. <laughs> Didn't really... I like interview you once at VCU? I think I did. Maybe I. You know what's funny? I still have my DVDs from. Um, oh my gosh, do you? I do. I do. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I still have. Oh, do, do you still have your documentary? Gosh. I don't know. Oh I, I, I've moved. I don't know. Oh. I, I, I have to look. That documentary was so. That was my favorite class at VCU. Was making that documentary. Mm. That was my all-time favorite class. I have all of my DVDs, all of my B-roll, all of my live donuts. I've got one. Yeah, this is going way back because this was at this was PL Land and PL is prior life. So uh, when Jeannie and I were married and at the house uh, off the of Jank, man, and I I did a um, I joked around and I called it the Captain Morgan News Studios. <laughs> 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 and so what was great is I filmed all this stuff and I had like a suit and like I, my top was like a suit and tie, you know what I'm saying? But I was wearing like shorts, <laughs> but you couldn't see it cause it was off camera, you know? And I have that. I have those things. And, uh, oh, so you're pulling the Adam Vinatieri. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, the dude. Andrew Luck, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. business up top. That's right. Party on the bottom. That's right. And... That's right, man. That's right. Uh, but I have those, man. They're a riot, dude. I actually have my, and the, the granted it's on VHS. I haven't converted it, so I probably should convert it before the VHS tapes are so old they fade into oblivion. But I have my student news stuff from high school. You want to talk about wild? You should see me Whoa. doing student news in high school. <laughs> and what's great is the stuff that we talk about. It's so funny. It's so funny. It's well, terrible. The fact you actually have short hair in them. I do have short hair, and most of my friends have. Mo most people that are in my life at this point have never seen me in real life with short hair. I haven't. I've yeah. never seen uh -uh. short. Hair. The I past fifteen years. Nope. Nope. I haven't had short hair since I think I was twenty two. Twenty one, twenty two, right in that zone. So you know, twenty years. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of people have never seen me with anything anything but long hair. Which I'm fine with because I can still grow long hair and I, and I still have it, so no complaints for me. Anyway, all right. Well, that was a that was a shift that I don't think we meant to go down. That's uh, par for the course on the sports. I know. Bridge. I know. There's always some. Randomness. Maybe we should break oh. free of this and oh, get oh, some oh, more oh, NFL. Randy, this is what I meant to get back. At. This is where we were supposed to go when we were talking about the 49ers earlier. A couple of things from that 49er, that glorious 9-0 victory. Glorious. Okay. <laughs> I love this line from uh, Eric Flowers, Redskins lineman Eric Flowers. 
said he wasn't sure why the 49ers players did mud angels and slid all over the field in celebration. Really, bro? But he put it on Washington for letting it happen. Really, bro? Thanks. Uh, Redskins, by the way, that they had their alumni in town for their annual homecoming weekend, but lost their eighth in a row at FedEx Field. Boy, I'm glad the alumni were delighted to come home to that shit show. I have no doubt. Uh, 49ers, by the way, and this is what I wanted to get to for you. In their last three games, the 49ers have given up an average of 164 yards per game, 59 passing yards per game, and have given mm. up 10 points total. Now, granted, one of those games is the dumpster fire-ass Redskins. I get yeah. it. But still, that means they gave up 10 points in two other games. Okay? Obscene. It's their best three-game stretch since 1987. Yep. And I don't know how good the Niners are. I don't. But I think that defense is legitimate, and it will keep them in a lot of games. I, you know, I don't, again, I don't know what their ceiling is, and it's, it's the caveat I have with New England as well. We mentioned that a little bit last week. I don't know what these teams' ceilings are, but I believe their defenses are good, and I believe the teams are at least um, competitively good. Uh, and are going to, are, are, you know, obviously we're far enough in the season at this point. The likelihood the 49ers are on a playoff team is virtually zero. Yeah. And I mean, adding it, Emmanuel Sanders yes. this week was huge. I, li- I like the trade. I like the Patriots trade for Sanu, and I like the 49ers trade for Emmanuel Sanders. And I'm sure Emmanuel Sanders is glad to get the hell away from damn Joe Flacco. Uh huh. Oh, he's uh-huh. already said he needed a change of scenery. So, oh, of course. And he, he got did. what he wanted. Apparently, uh, uh, Shanahan did does say that Sanders is a receiver he liked just because he does fit into that style of offense. Yes. It's just learning the terminology, which we know Shanahan's terminology is long. <laughs> so, yeah, but I mean, for, for a veteran guy, that for a good player, for a veteran guy, they'll, they'll set him up for success. Even if it's in limited capacity early on, he'll be fine. But about the Niners' defense... You got the one thing you got to remember is th- that defensive line. Most of those guys are twenty five or younger. Yeah, and they're that good at that young. I mean, even the linebackers. Look at aren't the smile on Randy's really face talking about how old his defense is. Look how happy this guy is. Well, they're young, they're hungry, <laughs> and they're playing well. I can't complain. That means I'm just glad a- you didn't say they're young, dumb, and full of something else. I'm glad you didn't say that. <laughs> I don't think Robert Sala would let him get like that. Let's be honest, considering he's is, he's more hyped than they are on the field half the time. True. But yeah, I mean it's exciting time in that respect. Now it's just hopefully the uh, offense can get some things going now with Sanders and get healthy, and we'll see. I mean their first real test is really going to be uh, Sunday against mm-hmm. the Panthers because it's going to be interesting to see what this defense does against someone like Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey is an absolute legitimate baller. They're different. I lost part of my koozie somehow. I don't know what the hell happened to it. <laughs> oh, I found it. It was hidden behind my jug of nuts. <laughs> my ju- my jug. Oh, hey now. Uh, bro, look, man. This is Costco level, bro. Look at this gigantic ass thing of nuts, man. Two and a half pounds. Suck on these nuts right here, buddy. Um. <laughs> How would you like two and a half pounds sideways? Salty nuts. <laughs> Thanks, Costco. Anyway, so I found I found the rest of my koozie. So now I can put it back together. And for people that are like, what do you mean your koozie has parts? Yeah, bitch, it's a Yeti koozie. It's got parts. 
That's how he rolls. That's how I roll, bro. Damn right. I will say the interesting thing about this weekend is it's a tale of two streaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. So basically, the Niners are undefeated, and Kyle Allen is un- undefeated as a, as a starting quarterback. So let's see which mm. streak gets broken first. Uh, games in San Fran, right? Yep. Yeah, I like the Niners. Hasn't it? Aren't the forty in the Forty Niners defense like on some obscene streak when it comes to? I mean, obviously, from a, like from a fantasy standpoint, you can't bench Christian McCaffrey. You can't. You got to play him. Got to, but real world football. I mean, aren't are having the, aren't the Forty Nineers on a ridiculous like streak as far as like keeping elite backs or just any running backs to low totals of productivity? This year they definitely have been for sure. You know, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I mean the defense has been very good. Mm. Oh, that beer is tasty. And the thing is, is early on it seems like offenses can run against them a little bit but uh-huh. then it's like they just buckle down and that's all that's all there is to it right. i mean peterson was running well to start the game against the niners and then they just kind of the defense just eventually just said enough you know peterson in it, five years ago would have been interesting interesting to see but I don't know about in that mud bowl, but <laughs> no, not, not in that crap show. Though kudos yeah. to Peterson for moving into sixth all time in rushing tonight. Yes, passing so Randy and Tomlinson. Boy, if so, it hadn't been for AP, that would have been a complete full on dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. Although you know the Redskins defense actually played fairly well. I think a lot of people thought it was going to be a blowout. They made it respectable. Good on them. The way Cousins has been playing lately, you would, yeah, you would have thought yeah. that. Yeah. Well, a lot of people did. Uh, Shannon, I was nervous when I realized we both took Minnesota in the survivor pool. <laughs> That's very dangerous. That was that was ripe for for just to be like a fail, and for us to get taken out. Yeah, but, but here's the thing: like, even if Cousins tried to give that game away, Zimmer mm-hmm. would have given that ball to Cook. And the Minnesota defense, and I still think we would have been just fine. I would think so. But good job on the Redskins for making it not, you know, not a complete tragic, awful outing. Vikings got a nice little one-two punch there with their running backs. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And I hated to see uh, Keenum have to go out with a concussion, but Haskins still just... Definitely yeah. doesn't look like he's ready. No, he's not. He's not. But he's he needs to take some lumps and get some PT. Because if he's going to be the guy, then he needs the reps. Uh, and it's not about this year. It's about next. So he needs PT. Speaking of quarterbacks who aren't ready, hmm. what did you guys think about uh, the fact that ESPN aired Darnold's little comment about <laughs> seeing ghosts. Look, 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 look. The Patriots beat the absolute shit out of the Jets, man. Okay, that was th- that was a thirty-three to nothing ass whooping. Um, he was seeing ghosts because he didn't know what the hell was going on in front of him. That's why that dude. Had, what did he have? Four picks. Mm-hmm. Four picks. Yeah, he was he was seeing ghosts, bro. I know it's I know it's October. I know it's Halloween. I know we can make Casper jokes. Or Ghostbusters jokes, all kinds of random jokes about ghosts. I get it, but he was terrible. He was eleven of thirty-two with four picks. Four picks. That is heinous. And just about every throw, he was thrown off his back foot. Awful, awful. He, that was bad mechanics. 
It was bad execution, bad mechanics, bad outcomes. That's a lot of bad. And so, as good as he was against Dallas, he was that much worse against New England. Terrible. He was awful. And you want to talk about another defense awful. that's just having a historic season, the Patriots defense. Good God. Yeah, the Patriots defense and the 49ers defense are like, they're on pace for ridiculous stuff. Patriots, I mean, by the way. five Bears territory at this point. The Patriots have allowed 48 points in seven games. Think about that. That's less than a touchdown a game. Uh-huh. They have outscored their opponents 223 to 48. So they have a plus 175 point margin. That's that like is playing Madden. That <laughs> yes. That's like playing Whitfield in Madden. Um, <laughs> that is the most that is the, the biggest plus point margin through seven games since the 1920 and I had never heard of this team before the 1920 Buffalo All Americans. Damn. <laughs> that's how much that of an out, that's how much of an outlier that is. I and I know people are going to complain about the Patriots and say, "Oh, they're just beating up on bad teams." Look, th- that defense is legit. And look, think of it th- here's a reminder for you. Adam Gase versus the Patriots, by the way. 55 games in the AFC East, I think is the right number. And they've lost 24 by double figures. Adam Gaze has. Wow, that's terrible. Holy hell. (laughs) Oh my God, Adam Gaze. That's terrible, dude. No wonder you look like you got a cocaine shot right in your eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Jesus, I, say, I think the Jets have a gaze problem at this point. <laughs> yeah, uh, first time the Patriots have had a 24 point lead since the butt fumble game. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Darnold mic'd up for Monday Night Football, talking about seeing ghosts. Look, uh, this game and uh, the, the, one of the popular, you know, the, the topics du jour was, you know, like would this game haunt Sam Darnold? Would that quote haunt, haunt Sam Darnold if he sucks? The quote will haunt him. This will, if if he stinks and his career is either mediocre or he's butt suck land, then this will be Sam Darnold's butt fumble moment. That's what it uh-huh. will be. That's what it will be. If he if he ends up being good, nobody's going to care about this. Nope. They, they they just won't. He's too young, and the Patriots defense is too good. But if if his career if he's a ends up being a bust and his career is a washout, then yes, people will will, will remember this as his butt fumble time, seeing ghosts. That just means they're doing exactly what they need to do, man. Exactly. Randy, question for you, question for you, because one of the other popular things floating around is this whole thing with Tom Brady. Uh, Adam Schefter, by the way, is is you know all kinds of adamant. That Tom Brady's going to be leaving New England, well, you know, and we can speculate retirement, different team, whatever. Um, I still struggle with the idea that he would leave New England for another team. Like in my head, the most likely outcome is that he goes, "Yeah, you know what? I'm good." <laughs> if, especially if they win a ring, you go, "Ah, I got a ton. I'm happy. Life's great. I've made my money. Let me go, right. you know, hang out with my wife, and we'll travel the world and do whatever they're going to do." But his house is on the market. His trainer's house is on the market. 
the the one thing that people keep coming back to is the idea of him going back to San Francisco. Or well, for him professionally going to San Francisco, but personally going back to that area. Wouldn't it be weird if it was Brady as the starter with Jimmy G as the backup and then he and then like he goes to hang out with Jimmy G, Jimmy G's the starter and he's the backup? How weird would that be? It would be extremely weird. <laughs> Just be I'm, don't don't get me wrong. I do think Brady would that would be like a dream come true just to actually put on a 49ers uniform and get a, to at a, least play. A, a lot of people think that's a that's what's going on. I'm not saying it is. I'm still hard pressed to think that he's going to wear any other jersey in his professional career. Oh, I think he's a he's just he's a patriot for throughout his entire career. I don't he, I don't see him leaving. I mean, would it be cool for him to live at live you know out that childhood dream of being able to follow in the footsteps of, you know, his of Montana and actually wear red and gold? Obviously, but he's twenty. He's twenty years in the league. Are you gonna? I mean, who's gonna hold that against him? Nobody. I mean, but, if if he wants to do that, more power to that guy. But realistically, I mean, I I can see him playing to forty five just the way his. Mm-hmm. Dietary his dietary habits, his workout regimen, how he always seems to just look. Wait, wait. Like he, wait, what? What's gonna happen if he if he's like at forty two or forty three? He rolls to San Francisco. What if he steals the job from Jimmy G? That if, would be just. If that's on Jimmy G. If you're Jimmy yeah. G, would you be like, man, f this guy? <laughs> man, I can't no, do that, anything. That... <laughs> No, no, you're that's right. That's on Jim. Jimmy G to hold his hold it down. You're right. You're right. That's Jim. on him. That's on him. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny, dude. It'd be funny and sad at the same time, especially yes. considering all the money they've thrown at Garoppolo. And here comes Brady, not wanting a whole lot of money, <laughs> just coming in. He just wants to play. That'd be awesome. I would crack up. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm hard pressed to see him anywhere other than. New England. It would just be weird. I would like to see him. He's one of the players that, in my eyes, I would like to see retire as, you know, in this case, a Patriot. Finish your career with one team. Mm-hmm. Finish your career with one team. So rare these days, but I, I agree. Know, I know. It, 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 that's something I think that would be great to have. Just like seeing Fitzgerald is going to retire yeah. as a Cardinal. Well, I mean, that's like going back, like, what if Daryl Green had played for the Eagles or Dallas? That would have been like, weird. That would have been very weird. That would have sucked. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, just he he's so entrenched with New England, and I guess this could turn into a discussion about you know what does Belichick have left have left to prove? I guess he needs to prove that he can win a Super Bowl without Brady, maybe, and maybe Brady wants to prove that he can win one without Belichick. I don't know, but I, I personally am hard pressed to see him leave them, leave that organization. That would just be very strange to me. Possible, possible. I wouldn't. I don't know how probable it is. The but. only thing left for Belichick would be to surpass Shula in wins. That's it. Well, there's two mm-hmm. things: to surpass Shula, and to show that he can win a Super Bowl without Brady. So he's got it. Whenever if Brady decided to retire this year, Belichick to me has to figure out how to do it at least one more time with somebody else under center. 
Because then there are zero arguments whatsoever. I mean, like, none. There really shouldn't be anyway, but there are, like, none. None. About yeah, that guy. I agree. So. <laughs> Anywho. Somebody chewing on nuts? That's me. Nice. <laughs> Sounds like a personal issue, buddy. Really jalapeno, baby. Oh, nice. Nice. I like that. All right, well, let's uh, let's run through a couple of games, and then we'll start wrapping up some stuff and get on out of here. Packers, by the way, kudos to Green Bay for taking the Raiders out to the woodshed, dude. Woo. Good God. Side note, I didn't realize that the Raiders' last win versus the Packers was 1987. <laughs> been a while. Been a while. That's kind of surprising. Yeah. They had some good teams between <laughs> that time. For, that, that's just weird. Yeah. Well, let's not forget the... Brett Favre day after his dad funeral game in '99 was against the Raiders. The Raiders was that was it and, was it Javon Walker? Yes, where he torched. Oh my god, that's a. You remember watching that game, Justin, at your house? You and me watching that game. John Madden, Colin. It was so '90s. It was so freaking '90s. <laughs> yes, John Madden was calling yes. the game. It was Brett Favre and just going off in that game and i still miss Favre. i do i'm gonna that miss, guy was so much fun I know, i'm gonna miss far of my entire football fandom life <laughs> anywho you're gonna get you one of those uh what was it what does he sell those copper gold copper fit copper fit things yeah. we just, ought to, do, do they make them in butthurt size for whitfield <laughs> is, there a, is, there, is there a copper fit butt hurt alert <laughs> that we can get, <laughs> that we can get Winfield? That would I mean, be it's awful. like life alert, but it's only butt <laughs> yeah. hurt alert. Where you <laughs> yeah, yeah, lame alert, fail alert, lame, lame yeah. Alert. <laughs> 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 Woo! There you go. Holy cow, man! Ooh. That'd be pretty sweet. Couple couple of notes from this game. Forty two twenty four is final score. Uh Rogers had his best game by far under LaFleur. Uh look, he threw for four hundred and twenty nine yards. He threw for five touchdowns. He ran for another touchdown. Uh he was twenty five of thirty one. Uh completed passes to eight different receivers, and he finished with a perfect not just he finished with a perfect passer rating, but the first perfect passer rating of his career. So he had a, he had a, he had a tremendous game. You had the Raiders last win versus the Packers, 1987. Oh my God. It's a long time. I was 10. That's crazy. That's his crazy. Number one receiver wasn't even available. Oh my God. Oh Lord. Uh, Derek Carr, by the way, dude, 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 can you secure the damn ball? If you're going to the pylon, I mean, seriously, bro, you gave one away. I think it was against the Cowboys. You gave one away before, and you gave one away again here versus Green Bay. Going red hot. Bro, Dude, you're trying bro. to be like the L.A. Chargers at this point. Oh, they're just, just giving away goal line carries. They're a mess. Shannon, you know what we forgot to do for Lindy? Uh-oh. Oh, I know what you're, you're talking about. Uh-huh. If I can find the right spot. Oh, man. Oh, there it is. Uh, is that what Oh, shit. That's right. 
Could love an old, a good old salt and pepper blast. Well, yeah. Just just like baby Lindy. Just baby Lindy was able to break free finally. Oh my god. Just just for you, Justin. As you're yawning. Yes, thank you. At, at almost two in the morning. I know. I know. I'm tired today. I know it's sad. Well, I'm tired because I stayed up late last night playing God of War. And drinking beer. And then I was busy at work all day. Justin, I have three words for you. What's that? Don't you do it. Shake it off, baby. You son of a bitch. Bro. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Same thing I do when I pull out, man. No big deal. <laughs> hey, Shannon. That's yes, right. Sir. What can I say except you're welcome for the tides, the sun, the sky. Happy to help. <laughs> <laughs> this is your fault. I just want you to know that. That's your fault. It is. I'll, it is I'll, fault. I, accept full, I accept full responsibility. You should. You should. And cheers to that. That was naughty. <laughs> well, I guess I'm getting a lump of coal for Christmas. We all are at this point. Yeah, so. yeah probably. Mm. My gosh. But as Shannon was saying earlier, speaking of people who like to give it away, <laughs> what the hell were the Chargers thinking of giving the ball to Gordon when he just and so he could fumble it in the damn end zone? We haven't even finished talking about the Packers and the Raiders. You want to talk about the garbage-ass Chargers? Nah, I was just talking about the one play. I don't care about the rest of the game. Uh, well, yes. Well, no. That, that's all I had the notes on for that. <laughs> See, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> all right. Watch this. We will jump from the Packers Raiders. We will jump to. Dun, 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 dun. I'm going to scroll down. Dude, by the way, on my notes, the only thing I have for the Jaguars and the Bengals is the score and a link to the ESPN recap. I didn't write anything for that game. Good job, Jacksonville Minshews, for getting that done. <laughs> Uh, yeah, all I got is men shoot through for 255 and a touchdown, and Fournette went 29 for 131. And, and Andy Dalton, the, the red rifle, the red rocket, the red rubber, had some awful, like, it, did he throw a ball that was like a pick six, <laughs> like straight up to the Jacksonville dude, like some crap-ass screen? I can swear I saw it. I could yeah, defensive <laughs> line picked it off and ran it back. Yeah. And Gakwe, I think is what his name is. And, it's so Bengals. You know what? I'm so damn glad I haven't heard a fucking peep out of Bengals fans this year. There's no who day. None of it. None of it. It's been great. It's been great. Love it. Because I hated that. I always thought it was like, come up with something original. Thieves. Or <laughs> as the hound would say. <laughs> Eat shit. <laughs> That's the hell I would say. Fuck the city. Fuck the king. Eat shit, dwarf. Cunts. <laughs> you dumb bitch. 
<laughs> yeah. There you go. Come up with your own stuff. Bring me one of the chickens. There you go. There Bring you me go. one of those chickens. Damn right. Okay, let me flip back up to that. Woo! What game were we talking about? The Chargers. And oh, the... oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The tit ANS. The Titans. Oh, the Titans. You know, it's funny. Like I, I have no notes on that game. Although I do know uh, specific. That's all I got. Yeah. No. The, no. He, they fumbled. Like yeah. The end of that game was was fumbles. Um. I think they had. Let's see. So they were down like twenty three to thirteen with I don't know six minutes or so left, if I remember correctly. Um. And as as the Chargers do, they rallied up. There was a I'm pretty sure a bomb touchdown to Eckler. They closed the gap. Mm-hmm. And then they had a weird play where it looked like Eckler got him, but he was ruled down by down with his butt hitting the ground, and they ruled him short of the end zone. I want to say like three plays in a row ended up in like review. It's very yes. strange. Mm-hmm. Um, and Melvin Gordon fumbled at the goal line, bro. Melvin Gordon bet on himself, and it was fail. He should have taken he that. He lost. Game. He lost. He lost. Melvin, I'm sure. sorry. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. The only thing you have done this season is cost yourself money. <laughs> a lot of money. So, quick question. We'll keep it. We'll keep it quick here. Yeah. <laughs> Eckler gets effed on the touchdown because mm-hmm. of the review. Don't you go back to him to at least reward him for all the work he just put in to get you down there? They probably yes. should have. They probably should have. Yes. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. You would have done it. I would have done it. He deserved the, he deserved a shot to put it in the end. At zone. least on Absolutely. one of the plays. At least on one of the plays. They they exactly they, yes. The, that that first play, like if they're reviewing that play, he's got time to catch his breath. Yep. Like oh, here you know it what? is. Gordon, you held out. You can sit your ass on the sideline. I have Gordon on my fantasy team, but if you're trying to win the game, and Eckler just got you there, and he got a breather, feed him. Put his ass. You feed put him. his ass back in there. Feed him. And that's all there is to it. Shannon, you know, you know the reason I couldn't find that game is because I wrote Titans Colts instead of Titans Chargers. <laughs> I was like, "What the hell?" I know, I, I know, I wrote some notes on this damn thing. That's why. Great. Uh, that, but that, Tannehill did earn himself a second start. Oh, uh, yes, they, they should they should run with Tannehill. With Tannehill period. Marcus Mariota, I mean, his he's done. He's, he's done. done. He's done. I I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt, but he's, as he's a, done. As a starter, nah, not there. <clears throat> He'll probably I'm pretty he, much there with Trubisky at this he point. Will, yeah. He well, Trubisky's struggles are real, and that crowd is booing that guy. Oh. He's uh, he's in a bad spot. He's <clears throat> he's in a real bad spot. Although Nagy needs to run the ball a hell of a lot more. Yes, seven times was mm-hmm. not enough. Not even remotely close to being enough. You know who needs to run the damn ball? David Johnson needs to run the damn ball. (laughs) Thank you, Arizona. Thank you, Arizona Cardinals, for playing all of the fantasy football world like fucking suckers. And then, and then, not only doing that, which most people could have lived with because it's, you know, all right, fine, man, he's not right. You thought he was right, he's not right. You little gamesmanship. You mess with people. We could have lived with that. We could have lived with that. It was annoying. It was annoying. We could have lived with that. But then for your Twitter feed, you bunch of assholes to come out 
and then drop a tweet on people talking about how you should have started Chase Edmonds in fantasy with a cute effing bunny holding up a rando text sign. Yo, guys are dickheads. <laughs> dickheads. I'm just sitting there watching the highlights. Goes, I'm like going, oh, no. yeah, David. Jo- wait, wait, Chase. Ed- who not, the hell is this guy? Not David Johnson. <laughs> That's who that guy was. I, have, I was just like, damn. You know, there's a lot of things that, that I've seen in, in, in like my football life, right? I have never seen, I have never seen Matthew Barry. Oh, he was mad. Just dropping the hammer on somebody. Ooh. I love this, by the way. Chase Edmonds awesome has day. an amazing day. His three touchdown runs of 20 yards or more are the, the same in one game are the amount that David Johnson's had his entire NFL career. Wow. Like, That's ridiculous, by the way. Yes. It's an unbelievable day for Chase Edmonds. Yeah. Like, he is he's the toast of the town. Okay. That's frustrating, obviously, because yeah, everyone started David Johnson, I believe. I did. The great news is that my opponent in the Sports Brew League also did. And it's the only reason I won that game because I lost Patrick Mahomes. It was 97. So it worked. Randy, it cost me a game against you. Yep. But it gave me the game against E. And I consider that a win. (laughs) You know what's funny about fantasy is the weird crap that happens like that. What's the likelihood that, that I have David Johnson and I'm against David Johnson in my two leagues? And he burns me in one, but he helps me. Well, that's so fantasy. That's so fantasy. But anyway, back to Matthew Perry. 7% started in ESPN leagues. 97%. And then the Arizona Twitter, uh, Arizona Cardinals Twitter account, at AZ Cardinals, tweets out at 3.05 p.m. on October 20th with a cute little graphic. Got a cute little, you know, cute little it's graphic. It's a little fox holding the sign, right? Yeah. It's a bunny, you assholes. Get it right. <laughs> little fox holding the sign, just a little cute, whatever. whatever it is. You should have started Chase Edmonds in fantasy. Oh, you should have, huh? Really? Is that right? Thanks for that heads up. Oh, I really should have. I should have started Chase Edmonds in fantasy. Based on what? Because he's actually David Johnson had played, had actually practiced more the week before, right? Yeah. He'd actually practiced more in week seven than he had in week six when he completely went off. Like, no kidding. Like, oh, like, we're dumb. Like, fantasy managers are dumb. Should have started Chase Edmonds in fantasy. Screw you. Arizona Cardinals Twitter handle should have started Chase Edmonds. No crap. Obviously. You think? You think? I don't know that I've ever heard him rant. Like, this is so good, dude. Because I got news for you. And this is what so makes me so angry, right? Because then everyone reacts the way you think it would. Right? I literally tweet something. I quote tweet this and say, like, Please favor this if you hate this as much as I do. I'm over 15,000 likes on that tweet. Okay, so then the Arizona Cardinals Twitter handle at some point says something like, you know, to all the angry fantasy football owners out there, just enjoy the win. Just enjoy the win. No, you know what? Don't you dare troll us. <laughs> Screw you. You know. He wanted to go GFY. I, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. I love. He I love this. really wanted to go GFY at that point. F O H O F F S. All of it. All, he wanted all of the expletives. <laughs> he wanted all the bombs. Ooh. But I mean, because it's like, it, it's one that, thing. It, let me tell you, it's one thing that is very real about fantasy football is you care about players that 
in all in all likelihood, most people do not know who the hell they are. You, they don't know who the, what team they're on. They don't know anything about them. But if you play fantasy football, you deep dive for some names to fill out rosters mm-hmm. and to stay afloat, particularly during bye weeks. And Matthew Barry, let them have it. You know what? Well, guess what? Guess what? You know who? You know who's been a fan of the Arizona Cardinals? You know who pays attention to Air Cardinals football? Not actual fans, because I got news for you. You guys have been absolutely brutal, all right? You've got one division <laughs> title in the last nine seasons. You have third, three last place finishes over that stretch. Since the beginning of 2016, you have the ninth worst win- winning percentage. You have six different losses by 25 or more points. That's third most in the NFL. You have a 241, a negative 241 point differential. That's fifth worst in the NFL since 2016. Okay? Yeah. Right? You guys, you're three and three. Oh, you're three and three. The record of the teams you guys have beaten, the combined record of the teams you guys have beaten are 3-18. Beat somebody real and come talk to me. Oh, just enjoy the win. Just enjoy the win. You know who cares about Trent Sherfield and Keyshawn Johnson, the other Keyshawn Johnson, or Farrow Cooper? You guys are rolling Farrow Cooper out there. And you know who knows that? Fantasy players. Not Arizona Cardinals fans, because it's brutal. Somehow you've made Kyler Murray the most exciting prospect to come out of college into a game manager. What the hell is that? I got news for you, okay? Oh, you should have started Chase Edmonds. No crap. Like, we're a bunch of dummies. Like, oh, we didn't know. Of course. If you guys had been honest with us, we obviously would have started Chase Edmonds. And I got news for you, right? I don't actually care. I don't actually care because that's gamesmanship. You guys don't want to say, like, hey, David Johnson is going to a little bit banged up and it's going to be the Chase Edmonds show. You don't want to give that out because of a competitive advantage. Okay, that's frustrating, but that's part of the game. That's part of the game we play, and that's we deal with that. But then to come out after the game and say, from Cliff Kingsbury, to say, like, oh, David Johnson was only going to play in an emergency. What? Well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. If he's that banged up, if he's that hurt, he's your franchise. By the way, I've interviewed David Johnson a number of times. He's been a friend of the podcast. He's a friend of fantasy. And you're going to risk David Johnson on one stupid carry if he's, if he's only healthy enough to practice, to play in an emergency? Sign a guy from the practice squad. What the hell are you doing, Kingsbury? I, I, just, I just love that. He was so pissed. That move, that move effed so many people. So many people. Oh, my God. <sighs> Damn. I'm just glad that, like, to me, Randy, to me, I was like, the loss to Randy is totally worth the victory over E. That's how I looked at it. <laughs> I said, I could be mad. I could be mad about it. Because at first I was worried that something really happened to David Jott. Like, he was, like, like out for the year. Like, something terrible happened to him. <laughs> then I realized it was just not the case and that they just weren't. They, they just kind of snookered us all. So it was yeah. annoying. But by the time the day was done, you know, I was like, well, Randy needs a W. E needs an L. This is great. So I just <laughs> I just lived with it. Fantasy football, it makes you a total bastard. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, well, Barry's going to get get his wish. Cardinals get to play against a solid team this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah. <sighs> Good luck, Cardinals. Not. Because <laughs> then they get the Niners after that, too. Oh, no, that's going to be rough. Wah, wah. Um, Shannon, I know we're getting a little tight on time. And we do have, obviously, bits and pieces to clean up. Uh, side note, by the way, I can't believe the Buffalo Bills made the Dolphins competitive. Um, but thank you, Micah Hyde, for getting mm. that damn – I mean, for real. Thank you, Micah Hyde, for 
skying up and doing like that fun air pirouette catch spinning move land and running Little matrix action yeah, yeah yeah neo is proud of you and then because how often do you see somebody score run you know it's an onside kick and they get the damn ball and run it back for a touchdown that's a rare treat uh college yes NFL, uh, college yes no. nfl no nfl no uh-uh so that that was fantastic but it, you know only buffalo only buffalo could put bill's mafia through all that where they're gonna have to go throw themselves off bridges like with flamethrowers in the air and land on tables. Why are you doing that to those guys? My God, Buffalo, get it right. Just insane. I'll give Fitz, I will give Fitzpatrick credit for that shot he took as he was running into the end zone. I didn't even think he was going to make it to the end zone. But he got lit up, and he still just made he got the, he's got the score. I was like, I have to. Okay. I have to admit to you, I was hoping, I was hoping, hoping that Fitzpatrick would get traded to the Chiefs because I would love to see three or four games of Ryan Fitzpatrick with the Chiefs off it can you imagine oh my gosh you know for three or four games that could be so outrageously fun because you know he turned the ball over and he would do something stupid but he would he could be on fire and fuego I would have loved that and the thought of Ryan Fitzpatrick you know, like if he was with Kansas City and somehow got himself a ring, uh, would have been glorious. That dude, I would have loved that. No, Kansas City gets put up with Matt Moore. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see. How, we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, Daniel Jones, by the way, I want to personally thank you for making the Arizona Cardinals look like the '85 Bears. <laughs> good, good job, dude. Uh, the Cards got their first interception of the season, eight sacks, and it felt like, I mean, it, you know, Daniel Jones has had some moments, uh, but clearly we grossly overestimated this guy after the game against Tampa Bay because he's been largely savage, brutal since then. Edmonds, well, Edmonds, incidentally, so da- David Johnson thing was a debacle. I know it was against the Giants, so take it with a grain of salt. Edmonds was wonderful. 126 yards, three touchdowns, and the Cardinals win a fugly old game. Uh, good on them. Look, the Vikings beat the Redskins up on Thursday Night Football. That's good. I think what's more critical is that they did beat up the Lions 42-30. to Kirk Cousins didn't quite continue his streak, but I have to give credit where credit is due. Kirk Cousins deserves a little bit of dap and a little bit of love. Because uh, their last three games, again, prior to Thursday Night Football against the Redskins, their last three games, Cousins had 10 touchdowns. He threw for 976 yards and one pick. Fantastic. Okay? Absolutely fantastic. Against the Lions, he threw for uh, a season-high 337 yards. He threw four touchdowns. It was the second straight week that he did that. Uh, They had four straight touchdown drives starting in the first quarter. Just... You know, he has been uber productive the last month. And historically, and again, as a Redskins fan, I lived a lot of awful primetime games for Kirk Cousins and the Redskins. Uh, Shannon, you and I were joking around about this. What is it? The immovable object versus the irresistible, irresistible force. force. And it was like, something has to go wrong. The Redskins are terrible in primetime, and Kirk Cousins is terrible in primetime. Who will be worse? <laughs> and it was the Redskins, you know? Uh, which was awful, but uh, Kirk Cousins is the first quarterback in league history. Again, I want to, I want to repeat this to you: Kirk Cousins is the first quarterback in league history 
to throw for at least 300 yards with a 130-plus passer rating in three straight games because that's what he did. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. All right? That'd be crazy. So He didn't do it for. (laughs) No, didn't do it for. Uh, (laughs) He did not. Uh, Matthew Stafford, by the way, also threw four touchdown passes, all to Marvin Jones. And Matthew Stafford became the fastest player, I wouldn't have guessed this, the fastest player to 40,000 yards passing in NFL history. So good on him. And Marvin Jones was just en fuego. It's ridiculous. And, of course, the bad thing for the Lions is they've lost Kerryon Johnson for the season. Yeah, yeah. That's well, tough. He hasn't been crazy productive, but and they've got some other backs behind him. But uh, I think this is the second year in a row he's had the knee injury of some sort. So that's a bad, it's a bad deal for him. Uh, speaking bad of bad, omen. yeah, uh, maybe. Uh, side note, dear Atlanta Falcons, y'all are terrible. And seriously, Devontae Freeman, why are you trying to get into a fight with Aaron Donald? That's a that's a bad. We talk about business decision. That's a bad decision, bro. <laughs> That's a bad decision, Can't dude. It. Can't do it. Aaron Donald's going to beat your ass. That's a terrible, <laughs> terrible idea. 37-10, bag of whoop-ass. I don't even want to talk anything else about that game. Like, nothing, zero, zilch, done. No. 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 It's just butt sucked. <gasps> you know, we forgot to finish the Packers game. Packers, uh, let's Packers Let's Raiders. finish it up. All right, let's finish it off. Uh, Raiders' last win against the Packers was 1987. I'm not worried about the you know some of the uh, drill down details. Uh, Rodgers had his 350th touchdown pass that went to Jimmy Graham, uh, that put him up 35 to 17, uh, and then he hit a <laughs> hit old MVS with a 74 yard touchdown to make it 42 to 17. Here's the fun factoid that I wrote that I wanted to get to about this. There's two things. Number one, understand that Rodgers had by far his best game under uh, Matt Lafleur. <clears throat> Matt Lafleur. 429 yards, five touchdowns, and then one rush, one rushing, tu- five passing, one rushing touchdown. Ridiculous. He was 25 of 31. Um, he completed to eight different targets, eight different receivers, and he finished with a, a perfect passer rating, which is ridiculous. That's hard to do. Okay. Here's my fun factoid. Can you guys guess the last player, last quarterback? With five passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. <laughs> I mean, the first person that would come to my mind would be Mahomes. Nope. Especially after that game against the Rams last it's, year. It's a good guess. I get it. It's a good guess. It, say that. Say that stat again, Justin. Rodgers is the first player with five passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown since this particular player. Five passing I'm, touchdowns and one rushing touchdown, which is obviously very difficult to do. So it's a rare. I'm going to say we know that this guy was a big-time runner, so I'm going to say Peyton Manning. <laughs> That's a great guess, not Peyton. The guy yeah. that did it is probably about as mobile as Peyton Manning. Maybe uh, Tom Brady. Maybe less so. It is not Tom Brady. Oh. The name, Someone less mobile. The name totally surprised me. I don't know. The only hint I will give you is incredible offensive line. Troy Aikman? Nope. I will give you a second hit. 
Oh, uh, Doug Williams? <laughs> Not right team, wrong quarterback. Mark uh, Rippin. Mark Rippin. Mark Rippin. 1991. Five I got half- the Hogs reference. Yeah, yeah, that's I did that for you. Okay. That's tough at 2.15 in the morning, by the way. Uh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Rippin was the last per- last quarterback to have five passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown in the game. That's insane. Yeah, I, would, I never would have even thought about that. No, don't be. When I, when I saw that, when I was like, "What? Really? Yeah, yeah." That's a Steve Young type of thing, not a Mark Rippin. I know. Type of thing. Yeah. Nobody's going. I bet Mark Rippin ran one in and for five. <laughs> yeah, no, no, definitely not. But uh, the Packers beat that ass, man. Uh, that was a great job by Green Bay. It's just the Raiders, so don't get too excited. But that was that was good to see. Good to see. All right, Cowboys beat the hell out of the Eagles. They're, the Eagles are just a mess, dude. Eagles are just a mess. Carson they're so Wentz, Jekyll and Hyde, it's not funny. Well, they're susceptible to certain things, uh, and they're they're beat up. They have injuries. You've got locker room tor- turmoil. They've got some infighting when it comes to Carson Wentz. He, one of the things that's going to happen with Philadelphia is if this season is a dumpster fire, you're going to see people go, God, they should have kept Nick Foles. It's going to happen. You wait. Uh, also, I want to give special kudos to Nelson Aguilar uh, for going full Freddie Mitchell on that pass and alligator harming that damn thing. You lazy bastard. <laughs> you lazy ass bastard. Can you just try to catch the ball? You weren't even going to get hit. You weren't even going to get hit, you bitch. God bless. Eat shit, wolf. The hell, dude? God, that's pitiful, man. Tell me how my ass tastes. Like fail. Oh, no. <laughs> that was pitiful, man. That was pitiful. That dude deserves some grief. How do you fuck that up? How do you fuck that up? By barely trying like he did in that game. Whew. Mess. Pitiful. <laughs> Wentz. Thanks a lot, Philadelphia. Sucking ass against Dallas and Dallas. Yep. Mess. Now the Cowboys fans are all back out going. I yep. Know, I know. We're back on I know, top. I know. I know. It's like pretty wise. I know. Special kudos, by the way, uh, Ravens Seahawks. I certainly didn't expect the Ravens to go and, and win that game. The final score is a little bit misleading. Uh, 30 to 16 Ravens because you got some defensive scores in there. Uh, one was Marcus Peters getting that picks. I love how this is always the curse. I love how they're talking about Russell Wilson in that game and how he hasn't thrown a pick this year. And all of a sudden, uh, Marcus Peters like not only gets the pick, but then runs it back for for a pick six and the score. That was kind of funny. But I, you know, I, I just loved this game. Uh, and the Seahawks had their opportunities and they squandered it, but they were still in it late in the fourth quarter when DK Metcalf butterballed the ever-living hell out of the football. It was all shaken, no bake. And the Ravens scooped up that fumble, and they returned it for the touchdown. That was what ended that game. Yep. Because that made it 30-13. to It was like, nope, donezo, donezo. But Lamar Jackson was incredible in the second half. Uh, Led him on a couple of uh, scoring drives. The reason I bring him up is just, I know there's been some inconsistencies here. 
But some of what Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, some of what they are doing is incredible. Lamar Jackson finished with 116 yards rushing and his touchdown run, of course, and 143 yards passing, which that by itself doesn't sound exciting. I totally get it. But what he's doing from a body of work standpoint, Lamar Jackson's great. He is sixth in rushing in the NFL. And I mean the entire NFL, not like running backs or quarterbacks or whatever. I mean, just the entire NFL. He is sixth. Ridiculous. Yeah, and I also think he's on pace to break uh, most rushing yards in a season of a quarterback by far. Mm -hmm. Um, But unfortunately, given his, I mean, his speed, he's, I mean, it's ridiculous. My biggest concern with him is because he's not a big dude, at, at some point he is going to get absolutely blown up and he he's not going to, he's he it's just going to, yeah, it's not going to be pretty. But Durability, he's, man. But, but he's got RG3 on, on, on his team is go, you know what? <clears throat> Don't do that. Don't do it. <laughs> Watch some film of me being a moron. Don't do it. Don't do it. <clears throat> Don't do it. So. But um, the strangest thing to me, though, when I, after watching that game is Seattle no longer has home field advantage, it feels like, anymore. Not because at, teams are because teams are going in there and actually beating them at home. Yeah, not not as significantly as they used to. That's true. That's true. They're still good, I mean, but they're I mean, not three like, and zero on the road, but two and two at home. That's yeah. that's just weird. Usually they're always eight and zero at home, and then whatever losses are on the road. Yeah, it's just, it's just a, don't get me wrong. <clears throat> I'm happy the Ravens won and gave the Niners a little bit of breathing room at top at the top there, but. I know we still have to face Seattle twice, so yeah. I'm not. <laughs> it's going to be tough. <laughs> I, I love this line right right here. From Jadavion Clowney. I always wanted to play against Michael Vick. I guess I'm getting the new era with Lamar Jackson. <laughs> it's about right. Still some issues with consistency, but um, the Ravens are an entertaining watch, and God bless, they made the right decision to go with Jackson over Flacco. There's no question about it at this point. That's for sure. Uh, well, that's one of the reasons why they brought in Roman as the offensive coordinator because yes. he knows how to work with those types of quarterbacks. Yes, absolutely. I'll tell you what, Shannon. Um, let's start wrapping up with some NCAA football. And okay. I've got a couple of news and notes, but why don't you? Uh, I don't you. Why don't you run out of the gates? Um, what would you like to start with? Well, I just. First of all, I want to go with the feel-good story, and I want to give props to Minnesota football player Casey O'Brien. That that man, four-time cancer survivor, who entered his first game for the Golden Gophers. He's the placeholder, and once they kicked the field goal, instead of going around the kicker, they went around the placeholder and gave him props because that was his first game ever for the Minnesota Golden Gophers after surviving cancer four times. So, yeah, tip of the cap, raise a glass, whatever you want to do. Uh, Casey O'Brien, well done, sir. Glad you are still here. Glad you're able to live out your dream. And I hope that you continue to live out your dream. Uh, Holding balls, yes, Justin, I said balls, for the Minnesota Golden Gophers, I mean, that's, um, that's that's outstanding. I mean, that's that's a raise of the glass. That's tip of the cap. Everything for that kid. That that kid literally has fought for his entire life, 
just mm-hmm. to be able to have that moment on a football field. And here you go. There's not too much else. Just raise a glass and cheers to that. There it man. is. Salute. Salute. Mm-hmm. By uh, the way, cheers. Oh, cheers to Lovey Smith and his Gray Fox beard. Brother. Brother. I was getting ready to, I didn't even know you were going to go there. I was getting ready to raise a glass to Lovey Smith's beard. <laughs> I love that. That's so great. <laughs> What the hell? I have it Bro- written in my notes for Dude. that. So oh that's my god, hilarious that's that so fantastic! Lovey Smith looks crazy with that white, frosty-looking Santa Claus-ass beard. I, have I love I'm it. I'm looking dude. at that's him awesome. like that's Lovey Smith. What the hell? He looks. So, he also looks like he's cut weight. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he looks like he's cut weight, and he has this weird white beard. It's very strange. And I'll tell you what, man, Illinois, the last couple weeks, looks like they've turned a corner. Now, I'm not saying they're going to be competitive to win the Big Ten. But. But. but, From where they were, I believe that 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 program has turned a corner. And I think you're going to see them elevate from here on out. Maybe. Maybe. They They took down Wisconsin, who, you know, I had in my notes last week, look out for Wisconsin, and I should have said, look out, yeah. comma, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, look, bro, so, bro. Shannon. Yes, sir. Uh, so what do you think that means for this weekend's game against uh, for Ohio State versus Wisconsin? Well, a couple things that you have to think about. Ohio State has lambasted Every single opponent they've gone against this season. If you're Wisconsin, you have to be embarrassed and pissed off at what just happened. Like you're 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 looking ahead. Yep, undefeated us versus undefeated Wisconsin. Oh, oh we lost to Illinois. Bell buckets. So what's the best way to get them back? Go beat them at their place. And the thing that Wisconsin can do is they can run the ball. They can do what Indianapolis did to Kansas City. You run the ball, control the clock, slow the game down. Mm -hmm. Now, their running back, uh, Jonathan Taylor, is the third player to reach 5,000 yards before his senior year. Can you name the other two players that have done that? Hmm. I can't, but maybe Randy can. Well, I'm going to go with probably one of the more obvious answers with Barry Sanders. Negative. (laughs) Really? It is a prominent running back from the 80s. And one that I would have never thought of in a million years. Okay, so other running back that would pop in my head would be Emmett Smith. Herschel Walker. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, I was and, gonna, go ahead. And and the do you guys even want to even try for the second running back or you just want me to tell you? Eric Dickerson. Uh, LaMichael James from Oregon. Come on, man. Dead serious. <laughs> It just goes to show you. You may be great in college, but you may not be great in the pros. All, all I know is, is I, I was tickled this week when I was, I think it was PTI, 
and they were showing they were they were giving uh, some love to Marshawn Lynch for his NFL career, and I guess it was the anniversary of when he drove around in the medical cart when he was at Cal. <laughs> it was so funny. It was so that's, funny. That's oh hilarious. my god! If, if, if there's like certain <laughs> players that are on my like all time favorite, I just like you for yes. whatever reason. Team Brett Favre, Marshawn Lynch, Gronk, you know Icky yeah. Woods. There's like certain people that I would have on my all time. Let's just have fun team. Anthony uh, Munoz with his <laughs> crazy finger that's jacked up. Yeah, yeah. Oh there, 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 we might have to work on that one. There, there's, there's undoubtedly a, a group of guys that would be super entertaining. Oh, and, and by the way, yeah. Virginia Tech and UNC just went to another overtime. Six, six overtimes, longest game in ACC history. That was insane. That's gross. They got to the point where they had to start just doing two-point plays because college football has decided after the fifth overtime – Either the fourth or fifth overtime, I forget at this point. There's so many that you just do two point plays. They like they no longer let you go on the twenty five yard line. I think after the fifth overtime, it's simply two point conversions at that point. Would it be better just to like do a sudden death back and forth? Here's an extra like eight minutes, five minutes, just call it a day. I mean rock, scissors, paper, I think may be a better option at that point. I'm not sure. Yeah. Side note, uh, for the Badgers, getting back to the top of thought before I forget about it, the Badgers allowed a season-high 24 points to Illinois. They had given up 29 points in their first six games. Mm. 29 points total in their first six games. And also turned the ball over three times. They turned the ball over a lot. Yeah, they, they turned did. A, they turned the ball over a lot. Um, That's on them. This... But Oh, go ahead, Shannon. And I'm just going to try to move this along a little bit. An important stretch here for Alabama. Uh, going to be without Tua this week. Yeah, versus Arkansas, uh, look out. Yeah, well, Mac Jones should be able to handle that. <laughs> uh, pretty much like Minnesota's run game and defense handled this week, Alabama's mm. run game and defense should be handling this week against Arkansas. Would... If Kentucky can beat Arkansas, Alabama, you should be able to beat Arkansas. I would hope so. But I, I, you know, personally, and uh, November 9th, gentlemen, write it down. Come on over to the garage. We're going to have Bama LSU up on the screen. <laughs> yes. Um, thank, thank you, too. Shane, are we going to watch that game live? And that is it for us today. <laughs> and we will leave you with a... I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. That's great. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Maybe. Do it live. Maybe we'll go to Trapezium and we'll do it live. Hey, 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 too soon. Too soon. Hell with it. Jerk ass. Maybe we'll go to Trapezium and then we'll watch Bama LSU at my house. Ah, trapezium, beer, wings, cornhole. Yeah, I'm down for that. <clears throat> well, you know, if we're at your house, I guess we are halfway there. Aren't we? Aren't we, MacGuffin? I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Fucker. Fucker. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> hey, that turned out to be a very bad day for Shannon, okay? It did. He deserved it, it that. actually that, did. That's, that's, what, Andrew what, that's why retired. Andrew Luck retired, because you went to trapezium without us. <laughs> Asshole. That's what you get. You go again, man. Jacoby Brissett's going to retire. Don't do it. You better bring your ass on down. I will. That's what I'm saying. Come on, man. Jeez. Uh... And the other, a couple other quick notes there. Uh, Joe Burrow had his Heisman moment where he uh, had his pants pulled down and showed his ass. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty fantastic. (laughs) I have Joe Full Moon Burrow. Is it? uh, Yeah, I was going to say, in the Burrow and ass anyway? Pretty much. Right? No, I'm just saying, like, that's. Donkey Burrow ass. Donkey Burrow ass. Right? How about that? Look at that, (laughs) McGuffin. Look at you bringing the knowledge tonight. Knowledge. Yeah. You bring it every time. You know who brought knowledge was Bruce Allen, who said we had to fire Jay Gruden because the team wasn't responding. Thanks for that. Because they responded really well against Minnesota and against the Niners. (laughs) Thanks. 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 Yeah. Okay. Wait, wait. From the cowbell, isn't it like Bruce Dickinson? Isn't that um, Christopher Walken's dude? And like Will Ferrell said, thanks, Bruce. So there you go. Yeah, there you uh, go. And the two-handed pe- uh, chest pass on the fake punt from the Arkansas punter—that was terrible. Thank, thank you for that laugh, bro. That was terrible. Um, uh, Mark <laughs> Richt, former head coach, had a heart attack this week. He's recovering. Get well, coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a solid dude. Really good dude. And uh, a fun lineup this weekend. Uh, important games, Wisconsin at Ohio State. Yep. Uh, the question is, is Wisconsin be pissed off, come in? and They ought to be. They, they should be. Uh, Penn State on the road at Michigan State. Can they stay undefeated? Auburn at LSU. Um, I, I expect LSU to man up and win that game. But, you know, Auburn's number nine. So, you know, you know, top ten matchup there. I do have Bama circled. I just want to see how they respond mm-hmm. without Tua in the lineup. So I just, point spread, put that aside. I just want to see how that team responds without Tua. If, if that running game starts to pick up a little bit, that defense picks up a little bit, special teams, uh, this and that. And, of course, Notre Dame at Michigan it was funny. Mark and I were texting back and forth. That game, that line started out Notre Dame plus four at Michigan, and I, I saw, I saw the tweet, and I was like, Mark, you might want to jump on this right away. Mm-hmm. And within two days, it was at plus one Notre Dame. I was like, Ugh. that that feel it feels generous. Just makes you wonder. Just, just one of those fun things, but it, it, it's kind of going between one, one and a half, two in, in that area. Uh, Notre Dame underdogs, but Harbaugh has not done well against top ten teams. Has not. So that's it for college this week. Well, I actually had a couple of college things real quick. <gasps> what? Um, surprise! I know, I know. So, uh, I don't know if you got a chance to watch it, Shannon, but that Baylor-OSU game, good lord. That Basically, I was at my buddy Jeff's, who is a actually loyal listener, and we're watching that game, 
every time we turned around, someone's busting off a big play. There was no defense in that game. It was absolutely crazy. Now, the other thing I was kind of surprised we didn't bring up was the little incident that happened with Oklahoma this past weekend. Oh. (laughs) We couldn't go with the podcast without mentioning this. Dude. Uh, uh, The fail. (laughs) It's like Whitfield was running that that thing, man. I mean, I could not believe that when I saw it. No. I mean, luckily no one was seriously hurt, but good lord, that had that it's was amazing nuts. that that's never happened before. I love the announcer that was talking about the chick, like, look at her roll. <laughs> that was funny. And, and, and oh, she's really rolling. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. yeah that's, that's the only, the the, only the thing boomer, I had. The boomer was it the boomer schooner? Boomer schooner. Is what they, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that tipped over. Yeah, that's just, just like the sports brew, a little tipsy. <laughs> little tipsy, <laughs> bruh. And it's been basically it's been sidelined for the season, and they're not going to have a new one until uh, spring. What? Yeah. yeah, no more this season. They're they're. That's weak. They said no more. They, they threw in a damn towel. Threw in a damn towel. <laughs> uh, side note, side note, side note. I'd forgotten that the Alabama-Tennessee game was like the cigar game. I'd totally mm. forgotten that, right? What I loved was, were the highlights from that game. And Tennessee, you don't have a lot of highlights of anything. <laughs> Jack squat. <laughs> That's for sure. Your team is terrible. Stay retired, Phil Fulmer. Don't do it. Just don't do just it. Just chill. Be don't a granddad. Be a granddad. Don't even don't even bother with that, man. There's no saving that. It's, it's not worth your life because that's what it would cost to go back to be the head coach. That mess. Don't do it. Heart don't, and soul. Don't do. Don't do it. Don't Look do at Mark it. Richt. He just had a don't heart do attack. Yeah. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't do it. But I thought it was hilarious. And I'd forgotten about the cigar thing, but they, uh, so I was watching this highlight package and it, and it had, they're just showing the game and there's just every, it felt like everybody under the sun other than little kids were lighting up stogies and cigars in the stands. And so you had all these little, little kids that were like pulling their shirt over their nose. Like that was going to save them from the cigar smoke. It was just an absolute riot. And uh, Alabama enjoy the uh, enjoy the victory cigars. Uh, we know that they did. And of course, the reason I thought it was semi interesting and semi relevant was this whole idea that it's an NCAA violation because they will go and dis- they'll smoke the victory cigars in the locker room. And obviously, it's an issue with tobacco, right? But I'm glad they've kept the tradition rolling because it goes back. Let's go ahead and scroll up here. I mean, it's an old school tradition. 1961, Alabama oh, wow. athletic trainer Jim Goostry passed out cigars after the number five Crimson Tide put a hurting on Tennessee 34-3. At the time, this is on an article on Espionation, uh, but you can look it up on Wikipedia too. At the time, it had been a few years since the Tide had beaten the, vo- the Vols, so Goostry passed around cigars to celebrate the achievement. Little did anyone know that a tradition would be born in one of the South's preeminent college football rivalries. And the uh, the Vols, there have been a few times where the Vols have had cigars for when they've won a game, which certainly uh, has not been for a while. 
That's for damn sure. But yeah, it's an NCAA violation. Wow. Yeah. So I guess they have to self-report. That's so dumb. That's so stupid, man. Here you go. The NCAA bylaws say this. The use of tobacco products is prohibited by all game personnel, coaches, trainers, managers, and game officials, and all sports during practice and competition. Uniform penalties, as determined by the applicable rules-making committees and sports committees with rule-making responsibilities, shall be established for such use. So it's technically a secondary violation that Alabama gets every year as an impermissible benefit. Really? Just like that cream cheese on the bagel, man. <laughs> Come on, NCAA. Come get on, over man. yourselves. That's a, I mean, you know, obviously smoking is controversial, but it's a cigar, dude. That's a fun tradition. <laughs> Let it be. Let it go. Let them roll. Oh, that's just, just, I'm just telling you, man. Just, just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Can't hold it back let it go. Let it go. You know who should have let it go is Wheel of Freaking Fortune. That's who should have let it go. Uh-oh. Here you go. Here you go. I love this. This random video flew across my news feed. It says, me, if I ever get on TV. And it's just a Wheel of Fortune puzzle. And it's B-I-T-C, blank, blank, blank. <laughs> I blank. <laughs> the future. And this is this guy's guess. Bitches in the future? <laughs> Wait. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Bitcoin is the future. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Bitcoin is the future or bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with bitches. I'll go with bitches. That's way better. Oh, way better. One will fortune bitches are in yeah, the future. But... Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, my God. And also, uh, as we accidentally close in on almost three, Shannon, it's your fault. Damn you, dude. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. I finished my two beers and I'm at the very tail end of my drink. Remember when Pop? Same. Remember when Popeyes had like the chicken sandwich? Everybody's going bananas. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you know how like Halloween they have all these dumb costumes, like you know, and they make it sexy, whatever it is. It can be like sexy oh. Hannibal Lecter, right? Oh. God. <laughs> and somehow they make it. So there is a <laughs> there is a costume on Yandy. That is a real site. I would not have. Uh, Gandy.com. It's a weird sounding name. I totally I get it. This. But they have a chicken, a sexy chicken sandwich costume. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. It's time to shut it down yeah, at this there, point. There it is. All right. <laughs> We we can officially shut down the podcast. <laughs> the infamous sandwich, which prompted a social media campaign and sparked a chicken wars feud between Popeyes and Chick Fil A, is now available as a high cut, strapless velour bodysuit with two puffy sleeves, which give the illusion of the top bun, while the bottom bun area is stamped with a large sold out logo. Randy, God, give me one more of those, please. Here you go. Come on, Shannon. You can do it too. 
I'm oh, sending... for fuck's sake. There we go. I'm sending it to you in the brew chat. All I know is at the end of the day, her hoo-ha is stamped with sold out. You tell me what that actually means. I really didn't want to fucking believe this. That's real, dude. That's a real I mean, thing. I would like one of those chicken breasts, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Well, me too, but... Hey. <laughs> oh. I mean, you know, yeah, Popeyes. There's, uh, yo, 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 yes. <laughs> I'm also, I'm also a breast man. I understand. <laughs> uh, the person, the individual modeling said chicken sandwich costume is obviously uh, well endowed for her <laughs> version of this costume. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. Sold out. Uh, very uh, interesting place to put it, too, for sure. Yes. Thanks, Yandy. <laughs> Thanks, Yandy. Sold out. Yep. Right right on the hoo-ha. Anyway, on that note, there you go. So you, too, can be a chicken sandwich. Chicken nugget. I think we'll call it a day. Breasts. <laughs> Boobas. <laughs> Yeah, you have to wonder about the uh, the dark meat on that one, perhaps. Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> some, little, some drums, some thighs, I don't know. <laughs> or as our friend the cat would say, a new start, anus tart. <laughs> that, would, that would be Whitfield's version. He would be anus tart. <laughs> Is loved, I sharded. I love yeah. I love those memes. Left shard. Thank you, Whitfield. You are the left shard of the Sports Brew Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Okay. All right. Good enough. All right. Let's get the hell out of here, man. Look. Keywords are sports and brew. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, LiveSportsCaster.com. Of course, our home feed on Podbean. Uh, and... Uh, any other assorted number of locations. You know the keywords. It's sports. You like that. It's brew. You like that. God bless. We sure do. Must well have some fun. But from all of us to all of you, have a great weekend. Whether it's college football, the World Series, or the NFL, man, enjoy it. Have fun. And we will catch you on the flip side. Mark will be in a new house. It's unbelievable. And he's going to be left starting down in this dwarf cave. I hope he gets tased in his own house, just for good measure. Why not? That would be hilarious. Yeah. And guess what, guys? Nat sweep. That's what it is. It's the end. Nat sweep. There you go. Let's do it, guys. Gentlemen, yeah, I sweep. made it I'm through okay a with. podcast without falling asleep this time. That's because it's only two forty-five. That, that, that is true. There you go. All right, gentlemen. Thank you, as always. We ran a little bit over, but manageable. Anyway, go get some rest. We'll catch you on the flip side. All right, friends? Take the over, always. Always. All right, from all of us, all of you, enjoy catching the flip side, friends. Late. See ya. Peace out. Lindy, I still can't believe your baby has Eli in its name.
the hell, dude? <laughs> How? 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 <laughs> no, man, enjoy, dude. Enjoy the ride. It's fun being a dad. Congrats, bro. We're we're happy for yeah, you. Yeah, and uh, you know now 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 there's no guilt with uh, dad jokes. Believe me, from both Shannon and myself, oh, there's my no guilt. No. no guilt. And just just wait. Just, just wait. There's so much fun coming your way. <laughs> There's so much fun. But enjoy the period where they sleep in a bucket seat. It yes. Does, it, it doesn't last long. It doesn't last long. Just wait till he pisses in your face or shits in your hand. One of the two. <laughs> and on that level, that's our kid. Pisses in your mouth and shits on your hand. Whoa, whoa, like- whoa, 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 whoa. What? I was going with the M and M's, you know, melts in your mouth, not in your hand. I was like, pisses in your mouth and shits in your hand. May Mini Lindy drop a bomb on you. He, from, he probably will at this. From point. your friends at the Sports Brew. Good night. Good luck. Congrats, brother. I love and, you. And a D stat poo in your honor. <laughs> And Emily, you're awesome. Congrats again. Emily, beat his ass in the turkey trot, would you? Yes. We got mo- we got money on it. Come on. We got money on that shit now. Come on. You have mom strength at this point. That's right. <laughs> you got mom strength. Let's go. Whole new level or Missy Elliott. There you go. Work it. All right. We forgot to play this earlier, Shannon. There it is. Anyway, from all of us to all of you, have a great night. We'll catch you on the flip side. Good night now. (laughs) Peace.